All right, y'all. It's been a minute. Uh, we've been bullshitting on these episodes lately. <laughs> <laughs> this life get in the way. You know how that shit go. You know, two adults with family. You know, my homie got a family. So, you know, we kind of got to get get together when we can and shit. But we able to get it done here this afternoon. Yo, we need to hear your excuse, though. You're <laughs> always out of the country and shit. Oh, yeah, so. true. I've, I've, been, I've been traveling a lot. This past month has been very busy for me. Try to blame it on my family. <laughs> 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 yeah, I've been I've been going and shit. That's what that's funny because I went to that day party and shit, and that's what that's the first question everybody uh, had was like, "Are oh, you actually in town this weekend and shit?" Like, <laughs> man, I got I got shit to do. I got places to go, man. This um, past month was was real was real busy for me. My mom's birthday, her 60th birthday, just passed, so uh, we went to Savannah. We took her down there to Savannah, Georgia, and shit. It's pretty dope. I like I like Savannah a lot, man. It was a really cool city. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot of shit to do, um, a lot of shit to walk around and do. It seemed like a good restaurant. It was around like every corner and shit. So that was pretty dope. So that was pretty dope. We went um, went out to eat, went out to a few nice restaurants and shit. Um, did a little culture tour. Um, w- walked around um, the, the downtown little area, and they showed us a, a lot of little cultural things and. Little landmarks and stuff like that. Little, and it was like a food tour too. So was, we went to about six different places and tried a bunch of different shit. So it was cool. You know, moms really loved it. We uh, took pictures and all that shit. And yeah, she was real happy with everything. And we had a great time. You know what I'm saying? So it was good to get out and uh, do something with the family. We don't really do shit like that. We don't really have a, a history of. Uh, we don't do family trips. Like we didn't do family trips when I was a kid. We didn't really go nowhere and do no, no, no shit like that. I think the furthest. We would go with like the with like we go we go to Great America or some shit like that. Yeah, you know we would do Great America or something like that. But we never really did like let's all go to fucking Florida or no shit like that. We didn't do that kind of shit. We, you know, parent, parents didn't have money like that to be traveling and doing all that shit. So we do it now. You know, but it was cool. It, you know, it was a, a great experience and uh, something that I would I would definitely go back there. I would go back and visit like when it's a little bit warmer and shit. It was still pretty nice. Still like sixties, seventies, um, like low sixties, um, mid sixties, low seventies and shit. So it was still pretty, pretty decent during the daytime. So yeah, it was a it was a nice trip I and mean, definitely different from Atlanta. Um, I haven't been to Atlanta in a long time, but I would like. I, I seem like I like that. It seemed like that some somewhere I would go versus going to Atlanta and shit. I don't really care about Atlanta like that. I ain't. It's too bumping <laughs> into somebody from Milwaukee. Atlanta. There's too many people there. I ain't never been a big Atlanta person, which is kind of weird. You know, it's like what I'm that in Houston. Like everybody from here goes to Atlanta or Houston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't do either one. Of them. I've, I've done Houston a, a few times. I'm like Houston's cool. It's just really yeah. spread out. Houston is like super spread out. You got to really have I think a Atlanta is spread out too, though. Is it okay? I feel like yeah, Atlanta is. I just remember having to like go to the store to get like some bread or some shit, and it was like a thirty minute adventure. <laughs> That's like Houston, man. Houston is like 45 minutes to get any fucking where. Yeah. It's just like big ass cities. Yeah. You want to go anywhere significant in Houston, you got, you're got going to be driving 30, 45 minutes to get anywhere. So, yeah, that ain't for me. <laughs> That's not the lifestyle for me. I mean, Phoenix is like that too. I, you know, I lived in Phoenix for a couple of years and shit. Before uh, it was cool to move out there. Because <laughs> that's another place that everybody been going. Everybody been going yep. to Phoenix and shit. Been a lot of people moving out that way. I got a lot of homies that live out that way now. And, um, yeah, nobody was. When I was out there, it was like 99, 2000. Like, there were no black people out there. <laughs> Ghost town. Yeah, hell yeah. no. Nah. 
Like, you'd be happy to see another black person. <laughs> shit. Motherfucking black people was friendly as hell because <laughs> you ain't seen none. You know what I'm saying? It was all fucking Mexicans and old people. That was all that lived out there. 99, 2000, that was all I ever seen out there was like Mexicans and old people and shit. You know, it was so bad. Motherfuckers had Mexican license plates and shit. <laughs> like, it was straight up. If you couldn't speak Spanish out there back then, like, it was dead meat. <laughs> you had to be bilingual back then, man, because that's all it was, really, was just Mexicans in a city. Mexicans and old folks, man. Mexicans and elderly people retiring out there and shit like that. But it's totally changed over the past 20 years to... Yeah, because it used to be like a retirement city. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It was all, all elderly communities and shit, subdivisions with motherfuckers retiring out there. And we used to call them snowbirds. Uh, people who don't look when they back up. <laughs> no motherfuckers do not... They do not look. Old people do... I guess when you hit like 60... You don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, I'm backing out. I don't care who back there. Like, it wasn't no rear view cameras or none of that shit. They didn't give a fuck. They're like, looking forward. Yep. <laughs> yep. They just throw that bitch reverse and back out and shit, man. And you used to see so much. You really had to look out for them old folks, man, because they don't care. We hit 60. It's like, I'm coming. I'm pulling out. And you're going you gonna to move. I'm not, I'm not worried about, like, what's behind me and shit. I'm just going. <laughs> So you used to see that a lot out there, but now it's like a younger city, and they got you know a nice little downtown area, and Scottsdale is popping and all that shit. So yeah, it's cool to see that. Well, yeah, I've been traveling a lot uh, the past couple of weeks. I went to Cabo too, like the week before that. So that was cool. Um, it wasn't as warm as I would have wanted it to be. It's still kind of. I guess I had like a cold front when I went down there, so oh, that sucks. yeah, it sucks. So we didn't really, really uh, no water stuff. Then really, eh? yeah, I didn't really get to do the beach shit like I wanted to. I had a little beach day, but food was on point, uh, drinks were on point, um, everything else was cool. Just yeah, it wasn't really um, beach friendly for that, that those few days that I was there. It was kind of kind of cold, but it still worked out. It was still good to get away and and see something different. You know, I always just want to see some different shit and do some different shit. So. I don't know. My new favorite thing is like drunk swimming. I don't know why. <laughs> like, it's the most dangerous shit you can do. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's my favorite shit to do on vacation. Uh, uh, I just like being lazy and, and uh, laying on the beach and shit. I, I do my drunk beach fucking <laughs> sunbathing. I do that. Like, I damn near got sunburned in uh, St. Thomas and shit because I fell asleep on the yeah. beach and shit. I got drunk and fell asleep. That's what I did too. <laughs> I fell asleep in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, one of those um, raft things, like I oh, was, yeah, like the uh, lazy river shit. Yeah, with a drink in my hand, man. I got, I, I didn't know I could burn physically mm. until yeah, that, that lazy river terrible. is life, man. I love those motherfucking man. things. That's, that shit slow motion, and yep. you know you get if you can drink too. Man, I was that's, out. That's living. I mean, like Drake, I was out like a light, like it was, man. And it went in like it flowed into the big pool too. Mm -hmm. So the big yeah, you pool, gotta love you that swim up bar. Oof. Yeah, you gotta love that. I exactly. wanna do uh some some tubing this summer. I always say that and then I never end up doing it. Yep. Like find a river and go tubing and shit, cause that shit uh be looking fun as hell when you get a bunch of people with the tubes and they bring the the beer and all that shit yep. and they just float down the river. You just float. Shit, and I would do that. Yeah, for a few hours and, and drink and fucking chill and yeah, that shit is that should be looking fun as hell. I just ain't never got around to doing it. Man, shit, white people do is fun as fuck. <laughs> we just don't know about it because we right. don't. We never hear about know about this stuff till now that we got the internet. We see what they're doing. A lot of that shit is fun. Mm -hmm. 
Right, right. Do you see? Like, damn, they look fine as hell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they go out on the boats, and uh, but we don't be knowing people with boats and you nope, know, exactly all that, <laughs> all that shit. You know, saying so all that uh, expensive shit. We don't be knowing people who got got stuff like that. So no, I'm not doing no like whitewater rafting or any shit like yeah, that. Fuck that. That's fucking dangerous as fuck. Yeah, but. they do shit like that because they they don't live being black every day. <laughs> <laughs> like we get a, it's enough adventure for us just to be black every just, day and just shit. Living. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> And not get killed by the police and shit. So that's that's our adventure right there. Did you see? Uh, you see Mr. J's clothes? No. Yeah, they closed uh, last week and shit. Just um, out of nowhere. Uh, I guess they got some um, some uh, complaints or whatever, where they 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 struggling to get their their license renewed or something like that. So wow. they had for forty. It was open for forty five years and closed and shit. Years. Yeah, and wow. closed. You know, different locations. Yeah, yeah, they were still, open in different wow. locations, but yeah, that's still crazy for them to be around that long. You know, for bars, it's hard for a, a bar to be open that long. In yeah. different, especially when the ship, you know, pops off there like all the time, mm-hmm. like to just stay open. Yeah, it's hard. The city allows you to stay open mm-hmm. after shit keeps popping off, but wow. Yep. So, so what have you been up to these gun? <laughs> yep. What have you been up to these uh, past few? I think it's been since uh, New Year's. We haven't done the show since before New Year's when uh, Shaq was here. Yeah. That was our last show. Um, I, mean, I haven't been doing shit, really, listening to music and watching Netflix. And yeah. Shit. What, do you, what have you been listening to? Um, of course, the Conway, the, um, the new Conway. What do you think about it? I like it. Um, it's not my favorite, uh-huh. but I like it because he kind of shows that he can kind of just rap over any kind of beat. Yeah. I like that he's using different stuff, not just the spooky shit. Although I, that's my favorite, uh-huh. you know. Um, but it's cool to see him like you know just rap over some different types of beats, and um, it's a good album. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a solid good album. It's not my favorite again, but it's it's a good ass album. Yeah, he shows some versatility with this. Even the subject matter is it was versatile. You know, you're talking about like different stuff that he'd been going through. You know, you got that song "Stress," which is dope. Yep. Um, yeah, a couple other joints on the on the album that were like focused on um that were focused on like different things that he'd been going through, not just shooting people shit and selling <laughs> drugs and you know, not 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 the usual Griselda type shit. So yeah. it's pretty dope. And then he had uh Jill Scott on there rapping. That's the first time I ever heard her rap yeah. on a on a song before. So I and was she was not bad at all. Yeah, she held her <laughs> own. I was like, that's pretty solid. Cause at first, uh, when I first heard it. Uh, when I first heard it, I thought that uh, somebody else was rapping. I thought like, it, was, it was another chick rapping, and I looked up yeah. the credits. I'm like, wait, that's it Jill? says Jill <laughs> Like, hold on, that's Jill that's rapping on that? That's dope. And um, yeah, She, she must had, be a real fan for him to have got her to do that. She, I know she is. She's yeah. a super yeah. She's a super fan of uh, of Griselda type shit, because I've seen her post like Griselda shit before, and I've seen, I, I've even seen her talk about Flea Lord and shit. So she really fuck with like gangster wow. ass shit, which is <laughs> crazy as hell. Yeah. So she know what's up. Like she's been tuned in for a minute. Like cause she listened to all that shit. You would never expect that for somebody who's like neo soul and, right. you know what I'm saying? That type of vibe to be listening to like the most gangster ass shit. <laughs> <laughs> to be Possible. To, yeah, to be listening to the most, some of the most gangster ass shit out there. But she fuck with that. She fuck with it heavy. And I think she just, Took the opportunity to get on there, and, and she just wanted to wanted to do that shit. You know, I guess to, just to show a different side of herself too. You know, people just kind of know her as the neo soul songstress type chick. You know, what I'm saying I think she just she wanted to get on there and way more. Yeah, yeah, she wanted to just get up on there and like really spit some shit right quick. So that was pretty dope for him to get that to get that out of her on that. So 
Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. So what else you been listening to? Um, I think my favorite right now is probably the Currency and Alchemist, the Continuance. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, that's that's probably my favorite at the moment. Yeah, Currency um, and Alchemist don't miss, man. At all. I mean, everything they put out, everything they've ever put out is dope. Yeah, and really, like you think about it, like um, Currency was the first one. If you, I don't know if you saw that um, that documentary that the Alchemist did. Where he was kind of talking about his career and yeah. like yeah and like the idea of, generation joint yeah yep. yeah and how like currency was er, um yeah currency was really kind of that first he like realized he could fuck with whoever he wanted to mm-hmm. and like that was really the first one where they like they put it out free and it like just blew up yeah yeah I think what was, yeah. I can't remember what the first one they did was was covert coop the first covert, one they did? yeah covert yeah because yeah. they just re- recently just released it. yeah. yeah. They just put that out on streaming um, last year. They just probably finally put that back out on streaming last year. But but it's just cool to know, like, he didn't realize, like, how that shit worked. And, mm-hmm. like, he, that's how he found out was through, like, working with Currency. And then they come back and do this whole other album. It's super dope. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Alchemist is from that old school or where you get a record deal and, right. you know, you uh, work on that and put and you sell albums and, and go on tour physical and all copies. that. Yeah, physical copies. But, you know, Currency, them from that new era, he was, Currency is really like the, one of the first ones who was on that. Right. Like, Currency was like one of the first ones who was like, I don't care about selling records. I'm going to just keep releasing music. I'm going to keep putting music out and I'm going to make money on touring and on merchandise and shit like that because that's where he make his money is off of that type of stuff. So, you know, he don't really drop too many actual official albums. Like everything is pretty much, everything with him is pretty much touring and merch and shit like that. So, And he's not young either. Yeah. Like Currency's been around for a minute. Yeah. Because he was signed to like No Limit or some yeah. shit for a minute, right? Signed to yeah. No Limit and Cash Money. Yeah. So he, like uh-huh. he's been around for a minute, but he just, he learned the business like nobody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's one of the most consistent, one of the most consistent rappers. Period. To me, you know, what I'm saying he's always, you always know what you're gonna get. I remember um, posted that meme or whatever, like uh, by the currency album, and then the, like the other 23 currency albums, and then the <laughs> next one, and it's like the same thing. Yeah, because yeah, you kind of get you, you know what you're gonna get when you get the currency album. It's kind of gonna be everything, kind of gonna be consistent. Right. The lyrics you're gonna be talking about, like smoking weed and riding <laughs> around in his cars <laughs> and shit. You know what I'm saying? And the beats are always gonna slap, and you know. You kind of know what you're going to get with Currency every time. So It's like him and Larry June are kind of like, I don't want to say interchangeable, but kind of same vibe. Yeah. Um, so Larry June is definitely influenced by Currency. Oh, yeah. Definitely. 100%. But they, yeah, they got that whole like, I don't know, that just the whole way they do business kind of seems the same. So. Mm-hmm. Shout out to, to Shaq, because Shaq is a huge Larry June fan. He was trying to... Give me to listen to dude for a long time. He it was took like, me a minute with Larry June. Mm-hmm. I like. I admit, I did not like Larry June at first, <laughs> like at all. Mm. Then like he made it was like two or three songs I heard like in a row, and I was like, that shit is dope. And then I started listening to him again, and I liked it. Uh huh. Yeah, I've listened to a few joints of his that I liked and shit. Uh, he got a, he just put out something recently too. He put out something maybe like last year or something that I thought was pretty dope, and uh, I, I listened to a few joints off of that. So. Yeah, yeah I fuck with Larry clothing June. Line, mm-hmm. car shit, like yeah, cause he on that shit too. Him and him and and currency and like styling and shit like yep. that. They like they love that car, car shit, shit, so they really be on that heavy. And uh, of course the uh, the pusher, like the uh, was that Diet Coke? Yeah, that Diet Coke fire. Yep, that shit is fire. I'm wait, I'm waiting for that album to come out. I'm waiting because that come out in a couple weeks. I think I think that album comes out on the 25th. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think the album comes out on the 25th and shit. I've been waiting. He just put out another joint, too, uh, called Hear Me Clearly. He oh, just put that out uh, Friday. I did not listen to yeah, that. Yeah, he just put that out Friday. Fr- Thursday or Friday, one of the two. Um, so that's and that's dope too. Yeah, that shit is dope too. Did Kanye do that one? Nope. No, Kanye didn't do that one. I can't remember who did that one. But he said that um he said that he played it for Pharrell and Pharrell was like, I don't want you to just be a mixtape rapper or some shit. And then he um he said he offered to produce like half the album after he heard that song. So Wow. Yeah, so that that's dope. Um the crazy shit about Diet Coke, you know that beat is like eighteen years old or some shit like that? Yeah, like super yeah. Yeah. Eighty eight keys said that beat is like eighteen years old or something, and yeah, it's just still still dope to That's this. another thing I want to get into. When we talk about <laughs> Kanye, I almost forgot about that. I'm glad you mentioned the eighty eight key shit. But when we get to Kanye, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep, so, uh, yeah, he said that beat was, like, 18 years old, and now it's, like, one of the hottest beats out, because I done seen, like, 15 Diet Coke freestyles <laughs> 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 since that joint came out. I, I done seen, like, 15. I seen, like, uh, Jim Jones rapping to it. I done seen um, Fab rapping to it. Uh, somebody else just rap Conway rapped to it. Yeah, Conway rapped to it and shit. It's a, a bunch of people that done jumped on that beat since, yep. I, since it came out, so... That's like one of the hot beats out right now. That's like old as shit. Yeah, that's one of the beats that people been 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 going off to, and that's an eighteen year old beat. So that shit crazy as hell. That shit crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm waiting for that album to come out. I've been looking forward to that shit. Yeah, so there's been some some decent shit out lately. What else you listen to? Uh, well, you know I'm a Jay Cyanide fan, so he's put out a couple since then. But um, he has one called Kaput. That's dope. Um, let's see. Your old Droog had that Wolf on Wall Street. I missed. Oh. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, that's really. I'm trying. Let me look real quick. I think that's about. I've kind of been listening to the Corday every once in a while. Yeah, that's dope. Um, I like Corday, man. He he, one of the the best of the little young niggas, man, that I fuck with. Yeah, like he he really kind of came a long way. Like he even dropped that. Um. Was it like YMB or something? Y- YBN. YBN, yeah. Because they didn't own that. Yeah. Yeah, he said whoever their manager was uh, took the rights to that name, so they couldn't. They can't They can't use that no more. Oh, I thought he just dropped it. No, he okay. didn't just drop it. They can't use it no more, apparently. Because of, oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. That's better off without it anyway. I mean, I yeah, don't think anybody else in that group was close to him anyway. Nope, really. yeah. So, um, yeah, he was like one of the, the, he was like one of the young dudes that I fuck with. From the, this this era and shit, like, dude is pretty dope. Um, yeah, it yep. took him a while to come out with another album because his first album was like 2019, something like that, 2019, yep. 2020. So it took him about two or three years to drop something. And um, yeah, it's pretty dope. It's a solid solid project. I like it. Uh, he be, really be rapping, and you know he got a lot of shit to say. So I, I like that shit. You know what I'm saying I like I like young motherfuckers with with something to say, and. Um, some yep. good content and uh, some some dope beats and shit like that. So I fuck with I fuck with Corday. You know, I seen some live footage dope. too. Like got a live band and shit. Mm-hmm. And, like most deaf will show up or like somebody you know like underground will show up. Yeah, so he definitely like get the he, cosign. He, yeah, big cosign. Yeah, so, so he, the, the uh, people from our era definitely fuck with him. So yeah, so shout out to Corday, man, with a, a nice little solid album and shit that he put out. That was like January, so. Yeah, I've been I've been rocking with that a little bit. You know, I come, I'm always looking for uh something solid from people who who been who been consistent with with good good projects. So I fuck with I fuck Corday. So yeah. 
I've been listening to uh I've been on I've been all over the place and shit. I've been listening to that uh Leon Bridges and Crangbin. Oh, they yeah. got a, a EP out that Texas Moon. That's pretty dope. How do you pronounce it? Crangbin? Uh, Crangbin, I think. I think that's how you pronounce it. I have no idea. I don't know how you I'm pronounce gonna it. I'm just saying Krugbin, so yeah, I don't whatever. I have no idea. Well, how are you pronounce it? They, that shit is dope. <laughs> they were here they were in Madison last week. You lying. Nope. Man, fuck you, dog. You should have said that I last week. I was like this close to going, and like I couldn't because my son had a doctor's appointment. That was like you an asshole. Day. I thought I, I, I did thought not you, know that. Oh, uh, you shot for that. <laughs> you shot for that because I didn't even do shit last weekend, dude. I could have went to that shit. Man, Man it was like tried. no, it was the middle of the week. It was like Wednesday. Oh, okay. Yeah, it better have been because if it was like a Friday or Saturday, I would have been pissed. No, that's why. That's why I okay. couldn't go because my kid has like some shit going on. So okay, I couldn't, like. Go. Yeah. All right. If it was Friday or Saturday, I'd have been pissed because I didn't have I didn't have shit to do last week. I didn't do shit last weekend. I could have went to that. No, no. My, my guy really wanted to go, and I was like, man, I can't. I got this like, cause my kid is like, he's got some like eye things, so mm. he's got to get some glasses and shit, right? So there was this, we were at this appointment like all day, so it was like I couldn't I couldn't yeah. duck out of that. So yeah, for that I probably would have fucked around and called in to work or something. <laughs> like fuck this job, man. I'm going to that. Um, but I think they're um. I think they're going to like Europe or something and coming back around okay. to the States or something. I hope something so. weird like that. But Did that, they have a Chicago date or something? All I saw was I the Madison, okay. but they probably do have a Chicago date. Yeah. Day. They um, probably did go to Chicago, and I missed that shit, probably too. probably went right after. Yep. Yeah. But what's the name that, that, um, that um, female saxophonist opened for them? Um, what's her name? Ah. Um, Nunya. Uh, Nunya Garcia. Is it? I can't remember her name. Something with an N. Okay. But she's dope. Like super dope. Yeah, and I, I'm salty, I found out about she was opening like the day before and I was like, uh I was looking at my wife yeah. like she's like, You can go and miss this if you want. And I was like, Okay, okay I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> she said it exactly like that. Like uh-huh. you can miss it if you want. Uh-huh. Like, you go uh-huh. deal with the consequences and repercussions of missing this shit. Man. Children. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. That shit weak, man. I wish I'd have known about that though. Damn. I, th- I could have swore I followed them on, on Instagram because that's how I usually find out about shit. Yeah, my bad. I'd be following. I could have sworn I followed them on Instagram. I, I just made, see shit I randomly. I don't yeah. even like keep up with shit. I just see shit randomly. Yeah, so. I may have to double check that because I surely thought that I was, I was following them on Instagram because that's how I found out about the tour before when they was on tour before and shit. But I don't know. I have to uh, figure that out. You know, Instagram be on some bullshit too with the uh, the algorithm, man. Because a lot of shit, you, you, a lot of people you follow, you don't even be seeing shit they post yep. until later on. Especially like popular pages and shit. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, they really be bogus on like um, posting shit from popular pages and, and stuff like that and stuff you be end up missing. And then you end up seeing it fucking two or three days later like, what, what? how the fuck did I just not see that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I might have wanted to go to that. So, Yep. But uh, since the beginning of the year, also that, that Nas has come out, that uh, Magic, which is pretty cool. That shit was cool. Uh, wasn't bad at all. Yeah. I wasn't, I, I wasn't mad. That was uh, better than, uh, I like that better than uh, King's Disease joints. Yeah, I, I like did that not better. care for that at all. Yeah, I like that better <laughs> than that. I actually, actually uh, replayed that a few times. I actually replayed Magic a few times and shit. So um, I fuck with that. You know, uh, I like that this little zone that Nas is in with Hit Boy. They didn't put together a few solid albums. He rapping better now than he was rapping, you know, 10 years ago and shit. So, yeah. you know, glad to see that. You know, he's in the space where he. I think he finally figured out that you could, you could just put out whatever. You know what I'm saying? You're nice. You're at this point where you make enough money, and he got enough money off his uh, venture capitalism shit. 
Oh, yeah, he's into everything. Yeah, so all of the little investments that he got. So he don't really make money off of rap no more. So I think he just kind of got to a place where he's comfortable just doing whatever the fuck he wants to do, which is dope. Yeah. I, I think that's pretty dope that he finally got to that point where he could just drop whatever he wants to drop and he ain't really got to worry about putting out nothing for the radio or trying to sell records and trying to be platinum and all that shit. Like, he's just dropping what whatever you feel like. Make him feel, make him happy, which is what's up. You know what I'm saying? That's what we wanted the whole time anyway. That's what motherfuckers wanted him to do the whole time anyway. So I did not feel that King's Disease shit at all. Like people were talking about it like it was like the greatest album ever. And I'm just like, man, I'm just, no. I'm uh, me too, man. I'm, I feel like out of, uh, out of the loop because I'm like, y'all talking about this shit. And there's one the Grammy and all this shit. And <laughs> people talking about it like it's fucking the greatest shit. And I'm like, dude, this is not that dope to me. Like, like who is still listening yeah. to that? Like, it, Nobody. <laughs> Like, I, ask I anybody know, I if they still it. running that album down. I, I bet, I bet they not. Nobody. I yeah. bet they not. That shit was cool for like a week. That shit was cool for like a week or two, and then motherfuckers moved on to something else. Because everybody was on Facebook, like, this is the greatest album ever. <laughs> like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I heard better albums than this. Uh, what I've been listening to a lot too is because of, um, because of Pusher. You know, he was on a million dollars worth of game mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago. And he uh, name-checked this dude named Fat Money from uh, Chicago. So I've been listening to that a lot. Uh, he got these uh, mixtapes called Cinco de Money. Yep. There's some trap shit. You know Super what I'm saying? Trap. <laughs> <laughs> but I like, I, like the, I like the lyrics under the shit. I like that the first, bars. That first, that one you sent, though, mm-hmm. uh, that first track was ridiculous. Yeah. That shit went hard. Yeah. Then after that, it like just sloped. <laughs> it just sloped into this trap. Well, I like trap. that shit. I like, I like trap shit. too. I just, sometimes, yeah. sometimes I need I'm to hear that shit. Yeah, sometimes I need to hear that shit. So I've been listening to that. Like uh, he got, I like been listening to uh, Cinco Day Money five and six. So yeah. that shit go hard. I listen to that. Um, same shit you be listening to too. Uh, uh, what else just dropped? Uh, Bethlehem just dropped, which is uh, El Camino and Chase Fetty. That's, that dropped Friday, so I've been listening to that I a didn't lot. Even listen. I got it in my um thing, but mm-hmm. I, I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, so I've been listening to that since Friday. That shit, that shit dope. It's just too short, you know what I'm saying? It's only like seven songs, so it's only like 20 minutes. Yeah, it's only about 20 minutes, but it's shit dope, though, you know what I'm saying? I'm glad saying? to yeah. see Chase Fetty like, coming up, though. Yeah. He's been in the background for a minute. Yeah, I finally I got uh, hooked on to him uh, at that, that Griselda show that I went to. Oh, yeah, because he was he opened up. Yeah, because he was one of the openers. He was one of the openers at that, that Benny show that I went to last year. Yeah. And uh, I was like, okay, dude, it's kind of dope. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers weren't really paying attention because, uh, you know, he was opener and people don't really be paying attention to the openers and shit. Yep. Unless they're somebody else's popular. So, you know, I, I try to pay attention to the openers. And, yeah, he had a couple joints that I was like, okay, let me, let me go check him out later. And then um, I actually went and checked some of his shit out, and I liked it. So, I've been fucking with him. And um, yeah, that, that little EP is dope. It's just El Camino and him and shit. Ain't no features on it or nothing like that. So I've been fucking with that. Uh, yeah. What else have I been listening to? Uh, this uh, joint Dollar Menu by Mark Hami. I fuck with Mark Hami. I always oh, yeah. have. I always been fucking with him. So that's that's pretty dope. Yeah, because they just re-released a bunch of his stuff too on uh, Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Um, so like all that shit that was on just the, you know, the other streaming services. And grab that now. And uh oh, what else just came out? Something else just came out. The, uh, the cool kids. When shit got weird, <laughs> yeah. When shit got weird, that just that just dropped. Okay, I got that get dropped that. Uh, Thursday. That thing that dropped Thursday or Friday, one of the two. So I've been listening to that too. That's that's uh classic cool kids shit. You know, if you fuck with cool kids, you'll fuck with it because 
They somebody else is just about slapping ass beats. Yeah, and just fly ass rhymes and shit. So They've always had such good beats. Yeah, they they got a couple joints on there that that go hard. They got a couple joints on there that go hard as fuck. So yeah, uh, they started the whole like not trap, but that whole what do you call that? That style of music, that heavy bass yeah, shit, where, yeah. where and they still got samples in it sometimes. Like they started that whole shit. Yeah, cool kids. I really don't get the, the credit for the influence they've had on on the game. Because, you know, Black Max was, like, such a hard-ass beat. Like, that that beat was ridiculous. That beat, that video, the lyrics, yeah. everything about that song. Yeah. That's a classic. Yeah, that's Black classic Max song. was ridiculous. So they got plenty of joints like that that they put out over the years and shit. So I think they just getting back active. And I think they're supposed to drop, like, another album this year or something. At least another one or two albums this year. So uh, they've been busy recording and shit. So that's pretty dope. Um, I've been, yeah, I've been bumping out a little bit, been getting to that. Uh, and of course, uh, my, my boy Baldy, the Super Tech Bo Bo. Yep. <laughs> yep. I always fuck with Bo. You know, I always fuck with Baldy. I've been a fan of Baldy for a lose. long time. Can't yeah. lose. Him and Alchemist is locked in right now. Yeah, him and Alchemist is locked in. Every project they do is dope. So I fuck with that. I fuck with that heavy. Even though it's only like nine songs, but still, that shit go hard. I mean, everybody ain't about everybody. Don't get into his voice and shit because his voice is real monotone and it's super boring. Yeah, but it's dope. But, but yeah, but the the bar. If you actually pay attention to what the fuck he's saying, like he be snapping. Like Bodie be snapping. I fuck with Bodie, man, man. Those fucking crack numbers and shit like that. That's like some real shit. That like like I got Google some shit sometimes. Yeah, I'll be real. But <laughs> then when you Google it, you know what it's about. You're like, yeah, oh shit, yeah. why is he talking about? That? <laughs> Why do you say that? Yeah, Boldy be going in, man. I fuck with Boldy heavy, man. I've been a fan. With, like I said, I've been a fan of him for a long time. And then he been linking up with Alchemist and shit on these past few projects. And they like they got a, a, a nice little chemistry and shit. So they've been putting together a lot of music lately. Yeah. And I fuck with that. You know, I fuck with him heavy. So yeah, I definitely um been been jamming that. So those are the, the albums that I've been listening to. So you can go back and and check for a lot of that shit. Oh, another one I've been listening to was uh Spencer for Hire Four. Which is uh Vic Spencer and Sunny Jim. That's pretty dope. Uh Vic Spencer from Chicago. Uh he another dope ass rapper. Yeah, and, he's, got, uh, he's Sunny, got a couple of classics out there too. Yeah, and uh him and Sunny Jim are always always link up and do some some dope shit. And Sunny Jim is like from London or yep, something. Yep, right? yep, yeah. he uh he uh from London. So yeah, so that shit is dope. Um Oh shit. I forgot. Uh Shane Noir dropped something, uh Food for Thought. Oh, yeah, because we yep. haven't talked about yep. it. <laughs> yeah, yep. Shay Noir dropped something, Food for Thought, which is dope. Um, I'll, I'll fuck with Shay Noir. Super heavy. I think she's uh, the best, one of the best, uh, I I can't even say female rapper. She one of the, she's just dope. Yeah. Because you can't really um, ca- classify her as just a female rapper because she hold her on with anybody. Yep. She be on tracks with like Ransom and fucking Black Thought and, you know, motherfuckers who really rap, you know what I'm saying? And she really be holding her own and. And, and spitting with like motherfuckers who really rap, so you can't really just cl- classify her as a. And she produced too, yeah. And, and she make beats and shit too. Yeah. So she is super dope and and, and heavily uh, underappreciated. Not not really getting her the credit that she deserves. Not getting the, the props that she should be getting. You know what I'm saying? As, as being one of the dopest ones out here. You know what I'm saying? Because she really, yeah, she really be out here be out here rapping. And rapping with motherfuckers who who dope, so you know what I'm saying. So she really be holding her own with everybody. So you you don't see that see that too often. 
Yeah, you don't see that too often. She'll get on the track with anybody, so. Just burn them, too. Yeah, yeah, she get on the track with anybody and, and, and hold her own, so. Uh, I definitely respect that, and I think that she's really dope, so. And I've been listening also to a lot of, um, um, they don't have anything super, super recent, but, like, Rush and, like, Jay Nice, they got this whole, like, series of albums where it's, like, these cartoon covers. Really? Okay. They got, they probably got to be up to, like, 10 albums or something like that. Mm. They're all, like, six, seven songs, but, um, like, they've been on, like, a lot of people's albums, like, Rush and Jay Nice, but they, they got that whole, like, almost Griselda-ish sound. Okay. Um, but they got like a shit ton of albums. I've been going back on all of those and kind of listening to all of those because I, I, I just missed it somehow. But yeah, Russian and Jay Nice, they got some shit. And they okay. got tons of features. God Fahim. Um, just shit. Anybody you can think of, they got them on, on all their albums. So You see, we be putting y'all on, man. And, <laughs> and, and we need that uh, respect for putting y'all on the shit that y'all don't be listening to because y'all follow a lot of motherfuckers who... Who DJs and shit like that, and don't even be putting y'all on or nothing. You know what I'm saying? We be trying to right. put y'all on and like new shit because we're always listening to the next shit, regardless of what's out. You know what I'm saying? We could always we could, <clears throat> could talk about top fives and top tens and who's better between Pete Rock and DJ Premier and all that bullshit. Like <laughs> we could talk about that shit because we've been around. We was from that, that era, but like it's plenty of new shit out. You yeah. know, and people like to act like it ain't nothing new out. And we we try to put y'all on the, the like what's new out, what's what's dope that's that just came out versus like talking about shit that's twenty twenty five years old. We don't we live back in the day, you know what I'm saying? We we do some of that, but we don't like want to uh, kind of dwell on back in the day type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like twenty five, twenty 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 five year old shit. Like we're giving you good music. Yeah, we're giving <laughs> you dope shit that's out now that you can go check out right now, and that's current. And people that's on the forefront of doing like some dope shit, like who else is even gonna talk about somebody like Navy Blue and shit like that? Motherfuckers don't they hear that <laughs> shit from us or Children of Zeus? Yeah, or Children like, of Zeus and shit like that. Like every or, time I play, every time I have that on in my car and someone's in my car, they ask, "Who is that?" Yeah, no matter who it is, who is that? Yeah, because they never every heard time. that shit before. Right. You know what I'm saying? Never heard it before. Never heard of. Uh, Alex Isley or Moonchild or none of that shit. Yeah, or uh, Chase Fetty or whatever. You know what I'm saying? We just we always listen to the newest shit, and we're always trying to put y'all on to the newest shit that's dope that we think is dope for y'all to check it out. So the I people got my who, wife on Moonchild, jamming <laughs> that shit all the time. Yeah, my I know plenty of my fuckers that listen to Moonchild because I told because yeah. I, I talked about it. You know what I'm saying? Or Alex Isley because I always be talking about that shit. I listen to Moonchild because I saw you posted something <laughs> at a concert. I was like, who the fuck is that white lady singing <laughs> on stage? And I was like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> right. This makes sense. Yeah. So we always try to put put y'all on to, to the shit that's dope and shit that's current versus just dwelling in the past and talking about. Artists that don't really have nothing dope out or ain't put nothing out in years or right. maybe it fell off, falling off or whatever. We don't really talk about that type of shit. We could, but we just don't. We got other <laughs> shit. There's other shit that's out. So much other shit. Like I got into it with, uh, you saw that already. <laughs> but I got into it with uh, Punch from TDE and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he was saying that uh, somebody said, said like, what the, what the fuck's going on with TDE? And how come ain't nobody putting nothing out? Because, you know, motherfuckers ain't putting nothing out. And the long, that tweet's still getting retweeted, too. I had to mute it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, yo, uh, Kendrick ain't came out in like five years. SZA ain't came out in like five years. Um, nobody knows what the fuck is going on with Absol. You know what I'm saying? Uh, J-Rock ain't putting nothing out in like three, four years. Um, 
schoolboy ain't put nothing out in like three, four years and shit. Like, the fuck's going on over there? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a bunch of y'all got a bunch of artists that ain't doing nothing at all. You know, and that's not like they just put out something last year. And I'm asking this: this is all three years plus and shit. That's even even by '90s standards. That's that's a long time to be waiting in between albums and shit. So. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, motherfuckers be putting out something at that point. Like, the technology is there. Yeah. Like, if you didn't put out an album over COVID, there's a problem. Because yeah. you, you didn't have shit nothing else to, to do. Nothing to do. You're not touring or nothing. Crib you should be sitting on a bunch of fucking they material. They all got studios in their crib. Mm. Every last one of them. They got mm. something to record on yeah. in their crib. Right. Yeah. If you're not active, no like, excuse. You, like you said, if you're not active during COVID, you're just being lazy. Because <laughs> you you're not touring. You know what I'm saying? You're not touring. You're not doing anything. You know what I'm saying? All you're doing, all you have, all you're doing is sitting at home for like two years. The only person um, I expect to wait like five years on an album for is Kendrick. That's it. I don't even, even five years is even a long time for dude. I don't know. If me. you listen to The Pimp a Butterfly like all the way through, like uh, mm. that shit took a long time. Yeah. <laughs> that took a minute. But, I mean, he dropped, uh, he dropped what, uh, Good Kid, Mad City, Damn, and To Pimp a Butterfly within five years. Those three albums were within five years. So, yeah, I guess. Yeah. And then he hasn't dropped anything since Damn came out. And that was 2017. So, and if he's yeah, trying he to get off do. that label, you would expect him to like be like, yeah, <laughs> put something out and so he can move on and do whatever he, he wants to do and shit. This is his last album on the label. He could be done. Yeah, he's going to be done. Bigger things right now. Yeah, he's going to be done. And they, they got to figure out what the fuck they going to do. You know what I'm saying? With what the roster they got left. And Absol has like kind of always been on the bottom there anyway. Like he needs to put some shit out. Like he's uh-huh. got a fan base, but like he needs to have some shit out. Like, and him and SZA have complained about like having music done and not being able to get it out. So it's not just a uh a, a thing it's not really not just a artist, thing. Yeah, a thing about what the artist being lazy and shit. It's like management. The, yeah, the, the label heads and shit, the executives that don't want to put their music out for whatever reason and it's not happening, you know what I'm saying? And me and him got into a little discussion about about that. And I just told him like, you know, if y'all don't put something out, somebody else going to put something out. I've been in this game. I've been listening to rap music for fucking 35 years and shit. You know, 35, yep. 40 years. And somebody going to step into that void when you slacking, you know what I'm saying? Whether or not it's, uh, whether or not it was Biggie or, or Pac or whatever, you know what I'm saying? It's always somebody else or Jay-Z or whatever. Somebody else is always going to step in when, you know, people ain't, ain't handling their business. Like, even Griselda slowed down, but... Like, one of them has something out yeah. at all. Like, somebody from Griselda always has something new out. Yeah. Even yeah. if it's not, at the, you know, like, you know, boom, 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 boom. Like, you don't yeah. have to do it every month, yeah. but, like, just have something out all yeah. the time. Yeah, you look at them, you know, look at, at they, they output over the past five years, you know what I'm saying? They all, like you said, they always putting something out. Like, either, either Wes got something out, or Khan got something out, or fucking, or Benny is putting something out, or... They're working on something else. Like, I know they're working on Rome Street's album. They're working yep. on Stove Guy shit. So, they're always working on something. Like Or Boldy is putting something out. Like, they're always putting yeah, something somebody's out. somebody's always got something. So, they always got to be, like, you know, constant with one artist or some shit. Like, when you got a, a, a roster, roster, you got a roster, then you could rotate shit. You know what I'm saying? You could, like, Kendrick could put something out this year, and then J-Rock could put something out next year, and Schoolboy could put something out the year after that. And then by the time Kendrick come back around, you know what I'm saying, this shit ain't stale. Why motherfuckers are asking, like, what's going on with TDE? Because, like, you got a track record of people that's putting shit out, so. Right. Shit ain't hard. I, maybe they should pay me some money. Maybe they should, maybe TDE should pay me 
to do the <laughs> shit. And I'll, I'll get some albums out over there and, and get motherfuckers in line <laughs> and be like, yo, what the fuck are y'all doing? Like, <laughs> all, it's all it take. You know, people hated uh, Suge Knight with Death Row and shit and him for, be, for being a bully and shit like that. But he made sure motherfuckers was putting albums out. Like, yep. sometimes you got to put a foot in somebody's ass and be like, yo, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's been five years, dog. We need something. We need a project. Like, I need something to sell. We don't have a label. You don't have a label if we ain't got nothing to sell. Right. You know what I'm saying? If we ain't got nothing, you ain't got no projects to sell, like, what the, what the fuck are we doing over here? We ain't got nothing going on. So somebody got to get in the studio and put some shit out so we can, like, have some shit going on. So I don't know. But, yeah, we'll see what, what happens with them uh, this year. I think Kendrick will probably put out a project this year. We'll see what happens, though. I think, I think he's going to put something out because, like you say, he's trying to get off that label. So I think he's going to put something out. Um, the rest of them, I have no idea what the fuck's going on. I know SZA probably had something. She had something like 2020. She had a project like two years ago that she was done with yeah. and hasn't been able to put it out because, you know, because of label shit and I don't know. I don't know what she gets out of that contract yeah. or something. She's going to be the next one asking out, like asking for out because like motherfuckers can't sit and not do nothing. Just sit on it. Yeah. Motherfuckers can't just sit on music forever and shit. So, yeah, but uh, like I say, we try to put y'all on to the doer shit. We try to let y'all know what's going on out here with the with the uh, culture and shit, and let y'all know what's going on with with the new joints because that's what we on. We on the on the newer shit. I wish there was somewhere where I could play this shit. You know what I'm saying? I wish there was somewhere to go where I could play all of this shit that we be getting <laughs> all this new shit that we be getting. But yeah, uh, the hip hop night thing is kind of dead at this point. Mm-hmm. I would say like. And ain't really nobody, ain't nobody, ain't no DJs out here playing no new shit, playing like consistently, like new shit like that, like playing like, you know, when we was coming up, there was somewhere you could go to listen to Mob Deep and Biggie and Jay Z and like street shit, right? You know, you can go to like Ty Joe's on a fucking Tuesday or something, <laughs> right? And listen to that type of shit, but it ain't no really, it ain't really nowhere you could do that now. I ain't really nobody doing that right now. I ain't nobody that's been doing that. I ain't nowhere where you can go and like listen to. Um, Chase Petty or Mac Hamid or yeah. Navy Blue or any of that shit. Like, ain't nobody doing that. Everybody want to play, like, 30-year-old songs and shit. <laughs> and I do the same thing. You know, I ain't even on the front. Like, I play uh, throwback shit. I play old shit. Because it just ain't no audience for that. I mean, it ain't really no audience for uh, the new shit no more. And there ain't really no spots where you can do that. You know, at least not on the fr- And then if you not do do it, week. it's going to be, like, a, a gang of, like, white dudes. Mm-hmm. Like, for some reason, like... Just black people just don't <laughs> like that. I don't know what it is. Like our people are just like not into that shit. Yeah, like, at least I not here. Not here. Yeah. That's what I mean. Chicago. Like, if you go to Chicago, Chicago you could do that. You'll shit. fill a place easy. Because yeah. when we go down there for the Griselda shows, for it's whatever shows full. and shit, it's packed. Yeah, we go down there for that type of shit. It's packed. So but if I'm, Griselda came here, it'd just be dead. It'd be like me, you, and like. <laughs> And like 15 Shack people. over another side. <laughs> <laughs> All with the same sweatshirt. <laughs> right, right. Because I remember, I remember Benny came up here. I forget he, he was for a show. He oh, was yeah. Uh, he opened up for, uh, you went to that, didn't you? No, I didn't go. I heard about it, though. Somebody we know went to it. Um, yeah, he opened up for that. Was it that old school thing? Or was Something. Like, it was a bunch of people in there. Yeah, it was like a bunch of old school artists. Mm-hmm. And he opened it. Everybody's like, who the fuck is this yeah, dude? Who's this guy? Yeah. Yep, so that shit's crazy, man. That shit's crazy as hell. But it ain't we're just, I don't know, maybe we just need to move to Chicago or something, or maybe, <laughs> maybe find some shit in Chicago where you could just go down there and play 
some Griselda and fucking like yeah, really find the refined black folks. Yeah. <laughs> so where you could just find somewhere to play some thugged out shit for a couple hours and shit and just have a good time and fuck with people who listen to that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Because right. I'm sure. I'm sure they're looking forward. Yeah, I'm sure they're looking forward too. And you know, I'm, I know it ain't that many places where, you know, people playing that shit or where DJs even have all of that shit like that. Where right. DJs even would have a bunch of Mac Hami or a bunch of Griselda shit, or you know, just a bunch of like street ass shit that we be listening to. So and a lot of that the older '90s stuff like mixes in perfectly yeah. with that shit too. Yeah, something you could wear your hoodie on, and <laughs> you know, what I'm saying wear your hoodie and. and Drink fucking domestic beers and <laughs> and get your gangster on. You know what I'm saying? That's yep. what I, that's what I want to do. But ain't, ain't really no space up here to do that and shit. So we do what we do. So um, moving on. What are you? What are you? What have you been watching lately? Uh, well, oh, just finished the Kanye shit. Okay, obviously. Yep, that's um, the the main thing out right now. I mean, it's so a little up, up to this shit out, but that's the main thing that I watched. So. Yeah, and it was it was good. It was interesting. Yeah, um, to see him, you know, that third one was a little. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, it was a little hard to watch. Yeah, it was heavy. One. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. heavy. Um, yeah, to see how he's changed uh, since he's gotten on, since he's become popular. I think even if you finish that documentary with the first two parts, it was it was a great documentary. Yeah, because the first two parts go up until until um, college dropout came out. Yeah, to the Grammys. Yeah, so until College yeah. Dropout came out. So I thought that was pretty dope. Yeah, so I thought that was... Uh, I, that's why I wanted to see it. Just uh, to have that footage, mm-hmm. man. That's, that whole thing is crazy. Just yeah. to have all that footage like that. That's why I really wanted to see it because um, yeah, I, once they said that uh, Cootie and Chike was doing it, mm-hmm. I was like, I definitely got to see it because I knew that they had been around from the beginning. Yeah. I already knew that they had been around from, from the beginning and shit just from... Knowing that they shot the through the wire video and all of that, like I knew they was around from the start, so that was pretty dope. That was dope as fuck, honestly, to see like some of the, the footage from through the wire, like like uh, spaced right. out in the, yeah. in, in, inside the uh, in the documentary, like when the girl, with the, when the lady was in the um, in Leon's in the, in the barbecue spot, and she was just talking about that shit, and yeah. you see that, you're like, oh, that's <laughs> what, <laughs> that's from the- yeah, you're like, oh, okay, that's <laughs> where they got that from. When you see him sliding down the stairs at the uh, at this old house and shit, and yep. All of the footage of him getting uh, his jaw uh, rewired and all that, getting his jaw wired and all yeah, that. Yeah, you're so, gonna talk about it like, wait, if we will, if we film it, you can do it backwards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he was thinking about that even at that point. So that's crazy for him to be even thinking, like, oh shit, I could use this footage in my video. You know what I'm saying? Right, so, right. so it was cool. You know what I'm saying? The first part, the first two parts are really good. Just talking about like his his career and how he came up and. Yes. Um, how it's still bro- weird. I just want to mention real quick that because I saw the first one in a movie theater. Um, that's another thing I didn't tell you about. That you were mad at me mm-hmm. about, but uh, so Thanks. they yeah they put the first one in the theater. There was three people there when I saw it, mm-hmm. and um, I thought they were gonna put the rest out because I wanted to see the rest in the theater. I didn't want to watch them at at home. Um, not that it's a problem watching at <laughs> home and shit, but I just wanted to see it in a the theater because it was dope. Like mm-hmm. seeing that on a big screen was like yeah, I would love to see it on a big screen. Man, that was like. All kinds of emotions and shit. It was it was dope, mm-hmm. and uh, so I thought th- they were gonna do the rest of them like that. And then that that was just it. They just, just did the first part. That's weird. That's weird that they just did the first part. But I think because um, Kanye like th- kind of threw a fit about it. He was throwing fits about the all three of them. Um, I don't understand. I, I I can understand the third part, but not the first two. Yeah, yeah. 
But I, I know that he wanted, he didn't want um, dude doing the, he wanted Drake to do the the talking on it. Like oh, he, really? Yeah, he wanted Drake to do that. Whatever. Because him and Drake became friends again. Mm-hmm. But I was like, nah, like, his, like dude's voice was like perfect for the mm-hmm. shit. Because it was, it was him, you know, you could hear, you could hear his emotion and everything. Because yeah. he was fucking there. Yeah. Like, so he needed to do the narration because like you said, he was there. He was there right. for the whole thing. So he knows like. How Kanye was feeling about about certain things and certain situations that Kanye was going through, like he was there for, and he uh, understand like how the the um, the attitude, how his attitude was developed from um, getting played by Rockefeller, then yep. you know all the way until the album really hit, and until College Dropout really hit, it didn't really seem like Rockefeller was fucking with him like that as a as an MC, right. They didn't seem like they, they was fucking with him as an MC. Like they just kind of signed him because he made dope beats. And if we sign him, then he'll just make all the beats for Jay. And we don't really care what his album does. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, that was the vibe that I got. Like, we don't really care about his album because you know his beats is dope. If he can just sign him and he'll sign him and shut him up yep. and put the beats out. You know what I'm saying? He can get these beats for. Uh, we can get these beats for Freeway and for. For uh, Hove and for, for Beanie Siegel and, and for everybody else who need beats and shit. And he could just be signed and be cool. You know, some people some people would be cool with that. But Kanye just wasn't cool with that. You no, know, he, he wasn't was determined, cool. man. He yeah. was, that was determination. Yeah, he wasn't cool with just being on Rockefeller and making beats and and doing all this shit for J&M and just being Because most producers would be happy with that. Like, Jess right. Blaze was cool with that. Right. And he even said that when he when he did his uh, 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 album release party. Like right before Dame Dash walked in, mm-hmm. he was like talking all that shit. Like, you know, they didn't give me any money for this. I paid for this my, myself. Like, they didn't do shit. Like, the labels not basically. He was saying the label wasn't doing shit yeah, for him because they wasn't. And then Dame Dash walked in like a second <laughs> after he said that shit, yeah. which was wild. Uh-huh. Like super wild. Like that he caught that on film that yeah. Dame Dash walked in it. Like at like He's exactly he hit a period <laughs> and like he, Dame yeah, Dash he walked, walked in. in. Yeah. But yeah. It was, it, Man, it was it was hella interesting to like because yeah. it was crazy to me that he had to um record slow jams at Jamie Foxx's crib because yeah. he couldn't get a budget for his album and shit. And seeing that song come together too yeah. was man, that was stupid. Yeah, and it's wild to think that they wouldn't they heard that song and was like, Man, we good. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? <laughs> yeah, we good on that. And that ended up being like a huge fucking record. You know, like that was half a half hu- the songs became huge fucking records. Yep. Like he was playing uh, what was he playing like at the office when he went through the office playing uh, uh he was playing all falls down. Yeah, all falls down. That yeah. was huge. Yeah, he was playing all falls down. And and everybody like, knew that fucking uh Lauren Hill they knew that was that Lauren Hill sample at that time. Mm-hmm. They knew that that, that had to be yeah. hot because Lauren yeah. Hill was hot at that time. Yeah, unplugged had that unplugged had just happened. Yeah. Man, that unplugged was only like a year or two old when that happened. So, you know what I'm saying? That was a, a relatively new thing. You know, everybody knows Lauren's voice when you hear it. Right. You know Lauren's voice. And I remember hearing them songs um, on mixtapes and shit because yeah. I was still active. You know, I was active online back then. So I was hearing them songs on like his when he was putting the mixtapes out. He was putting out the freshman adjustment joints then all the little mixtapes that he was doing. And we was hearing those joints. And every, the people was because when the album came out, like we had already heard a lot of that shit. Right. By the time the album came out and we always always already was ready for it and shit because um. That raucous A and R, like he was the one who really nailed it to me, and he understood like what Kanye was gonna bring to the table, and he was like, "Yo, you um, 
he said that you street enough for the street niggas to catch it, and you know you you uh you you hip hop enough for the hip hop motherfuckers to catch it. You know what I'm saying? Because you got you got the samples, and you you know you fuck with most Def and Quali and all of them. So he was like, this shit is gonna hit on all levels and shit. He was like, and he was just trying to convince Rockers to sign him. And that's crazy that they they roster could have been yeah. Hey, Rockstar could have been so I, crazy. He, but he, I, I think maybe if he would have signed the Rockets, though, he might not have reached that full potential. I think so, too. I agree with that. I think that yeah. he needed to be on Rockefeller because he was the anti-Rockefeller person. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't really them. You know what I'm saying? He was on the label, but he wasn't them. And um, I was talking to uh, Andrew Barber from Fake Shore Drive about that last week. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, like, yo, he had to be on Rockefeller because... He it made him the cool. It made him the nerd at the cool kids table. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. him being on on Rockefeller made him like, who is this dude? You know what I'm saying? Like this dude ain't really them. You know what I'm saying? He ain't really a hustler. He ain't a, a thug. He ain't a drug dealer. But they fuck with him though. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that made that's what made him interesting to people because it's like, okay, why do Rockefeller fuck with him? And then maybe, maybe I need to get in tune with what he doing because these other these dudes fuck with because he cool with Jay Z. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like. He a nerd. He listened to Tribe Called Quest, and he fuck with Most and Quali and you know Black Star type shit and Slum Village and, and shit like that. But at the same time, Jay Z didn't fuck with him. So you right. know, you're kind of getting the best of both a, worlds. Yeah, it's like a whole. Yes, yeah, like everything in rap in one. Yeah, but yeah, he did. He did really did bridge that gap. I mean, that gap between like that pop and hip hop shit. Mm-hmm. Even though he like pretends like he didn't. Yeah, even though he, later on like, he's saying like. He was just playing, and, and he was just bullshitting about being cool with Quali and them, and this is, it was just an act or whatever. But that's just bullshit. Like you we saw the videos, bro. Like yeah. you were, you were trying to get their attention. Yeah, you, were, you wanted them to, you wanted to be on their shit. You wanted them on your shit. Like yeah, we, right. We all saw that. Yeah, so you came front like, like you was just faking when you was doing beats for them and and um, doing songs with them. And going and, and you was like happy to be able to rock before Quali's show and shit like oh yeah rock, Quali gonna let me rap tonight like hell no you can't <laughs> you can't go back later and say oh I was just faking <laughs> you can't go back later and, and be like oh I was just bullshitting about being cool with them when we see the footage of you saying oh yeah Quali might let me rock tonight and he can let me spit a verse and shit you know what I'm saying <laughs> right <laughs> you can't you can't act like you know this wasn't your dream and shit to be damn with them when the footage the footage don't lie. Man. The footage don't lie, and you was the, really uh, wanted to be down with them motherfuckers like yeah, that. He, so he he was there, he was there for that shit. Yeah, like, but when they put his like um where was, was it Jack the Rapper or something he was at? What was that? Uh, the uh, GCI conference. Oh, just, yeah. Mm-hmm. When he put they put Kanye on. That, thing. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. That's foreshadowing because it's like he's like maybe I'll just be known as Kanye or whatever you know. Yeah, or they just call me Yay. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Did you just did you just do that just now? Like, did that just happen? Yeah, like, twenty years twenty was, years before it became a thing. There was so much shit that happened in those. If you watch the whole thing, like and you you I mean if you've been around through all this hip hop shit and you've been watching Kanye and like you know Kanye you know his albums and shit like that. There's so many things in these these videos where you're like, did that just happen? Like, mm-hmm. that just happened. Like, mm-hmm. that's the shit that, like, I concentrated on when his albums came out. Like, I'm watching this happen right mm-hmm. now. Like, watching him record Jesus Walks, like, right. that was crazy. Like, yeah. Yeah, seeing Jesus, him do Jesus Walks and 
doing two words and, and, and yeah. all those joints and family business. And yes. <laughs> and then, and, like, figuring out the way he raps, too, where he was just like, like, he wasn't rapping. He just, like, do, like, how he wanted the cadence to sound. And then he would go back in and add words. Yeah. Like, that was that was dope to me. Like, yes. super dope. Like, he always knew how he wanted something to sound, like, and he would eventually... Fill the words in yeah. later. Yeah, fill the words or in later. Or rhyme fest with pulling mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But, you know, <laughs> some people rap like that, though. I mean, some people think of the, 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 the words first. Some people think of the lyrics. The lyrics. But he was, like, mostly thinking of the melodies first. Yeah. And, like, okay, I want this. I know how to, I'm supposed to rap on this song, but I don't, just don't ex- exactly know what I need to say. You know, like he doesn't like an R and B singer. Yeah, that's how yeah. that's how I pictured it. Like he doesn't like R and B singer. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I, I don't know what I want to say, but I know how I'm supposed to say it. Like I know how I'm supposed to flow on this track. I know like what the melody should be or whatever. But I just kind of got to fill the words in later. So it was cool to see like how all of that shit came together, how that project came together, um, how college dropout came together. I mean, they didn't really talk about. Um, they didn't really get into late registration too much. No, I know he didn't get in the late late registration too much during the documentary because I I guess that's around the time that him and Cootie kind of fell out, and you know that was a a period of time where he wasn't recording. They went like straight to Life of Pablo. Mm -hmm. They skipped Easy. Yep, and then went on to the Donda. Yeah, but um, there was footage of that 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 time period because again I was talking to uh, Andrew Barber when it's Fake Short Drive, and he was saying like there's another documentary from that time period. Of like where his mom died and all of that, like this uh, footage from that glow in the dark tour, and all of that stuff that um that that that, that documentary got scrapped or whatever. But mm-hmm. there was a, there's a whole nother documentary or a whole bunch of other footage. I don't know who shot it. Yeah, I don't know who shot that footage, but there's footage of that time period of. Uh, he just lost it. I don't know if it's lost, but it's just not out. Not but somebody has it, and they haven't put it together into a documentary yet. They haven't put it together into like. An actual movie, but there's footage because he he showed a trailer, like he posted a trailer of uh that tour and like when Kanye found out his mom died and shit. Like it was there's actual footage of like when Kanye found out that his mom passed and shit. So oh, wow. I think he was on tour. And I think he was on tour or something with Don C, and uh, they were talking about it. I guess and that's when he got the call that his mom had passed and shit. So so there's footage of wow. like yeah, but at the exact moment when he found out his mom had passed and shit. So. There, so that's pretty crazy. So it's other footage, and yeah, it's just Kanye's career has been so wild to this point <laughs> that you would think that um, a normal documentary would have ended after, after the first two parts, but like the third part is still plenty of other shit that he's done. <laughs> Damn, plenty of other shit that he's done since then, and plenty of other that incidents the, that he's had since then. So that's the crazy. shit with the plates. That shit was wild. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck does that? <laughs> he saw a plate in like Dominican Republic and found the an artist and went to her studio in San Francisco just for the afternoon. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is some crazy. Think about that. Yeah. Like you really like this plate that much <laughs> that you find a person across the world and go to their studio for like half a day. Yeah. And he's trying to explain this to his father and his father's like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about right now? Right after he just like told people on the news that like his father wanted to abort him. Like he's yeah. just like mm-hmm. ranting about a plate. Mm-hmm. But I was really surprised to see like the 88 Keys and Rhymefest were still a part of Like they're there at the beginning and like still there at the, like, mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. And him and Rhymefest have definitely had their ups and downs and shit over the yeah. years, you know. 
him and Ryan Fest have, have had times where they've gotten into it over the years over like different things that Ryan Fest was trying to do for the city and, and Kanye like wasn't really fucking with it or whatever, yep. but they still down to this day. So, but a lot of people who fucked with him in the beginning, a lot of people who were there for, with him in the beginning, like ain't really there with him now and shit. Right. Even, you know, Cootie went through that whatever, like five or six year time period or whatever, where he wasn't really fucking with Kanye. So, right. And then they finally like link back up and stuff like that. So, yeah, that was crazy. And it was just, I think it was just crazy that um, dude thought to uh, put his career on hold to like film Kanye and not not knowing where dude was gonna go, you know, not knowing where he was gonna gonna end up. He like put but, his whole life. Yeah, on he put everything on pause to say, "Yo, I think that Kanye is gonna be something crazy." And I'm gonna start recording him, and yeah, so he just started doing that, and he got trying all to of figure that. out like how did he even live? Like how did he, you know, was Kanye paying him to like stay alive? Like mm-hmm, what? Mm-hmm. Like and he was there for everything yeah. though. Like he was always there. I think he must have been on the payroll at some point. I think he had to. Be, I think Kanye had to be breaking him off of some money to record all of that. But then he said once. Um, I know he was saying once like they the, the through the wire video came out. And people started finding them, and they started doing other yeah. videos. So then he started making money like that because he started doing other people's videos and shit. Once they see right. him through the wire shit, and they noticed that he but had still to that was a good that. year at yeah. least. He was yeah. like out there and with him in L.A. like just filming everything. Yeah, so he was out there st- st- probably struggling. Yeah. yeah, so he was probably struggling for like that that whole time and shit. Like you know, just trying to just filming this shit and being with Kanye every day. And doing what he got to do. So that shit crazy. Yeah, that shit crazy to put yourself out there like that. Put your, your whole life on the line like that to uh, record some shit for somebody you don't even know <laughs> is going to make it. You know what I'm saying? For somebody who may not. Because what if Kanye wouldn't have made it? Then you got all this footage and it's worth nothing. Yep. But, you know what I'm saying? Eventually, Kanye was determined to get on. I think he just felt like this dude is going to make it, man. This dude got something, got something special. Yep. And he gonna be somebody, and it's gonna end up being something big. So I gotta, I gotta document this shit, and he did. And yeah, I'm sure uh, Netflix paid him a good amount of money to do that, to put that out, to put that together, and uh, get that out. I'm sure he made a decent amount of money off of that. So yep. shout out to him for doing that. I'm glad that he paid off for him because he he put he made a, a huge sacrifice. Like he put his whole life on the line. You know, he put his whole life on pause. He had a, a whole bunch of other shit going on. You know, he could have been a comedian and. Yeah, I'm glad he got to put like his his family shit in there too because yeah. like I was like kind of curious like you know like you're doing all this but like where where does your family and everything you know like how did this like how did you live like with all this happening mm-hmm. like what happened mm-hmm. to you mm-hmm. you know so it was cool that he went back a little bit and um put some stuff about his own family you know his father you know passing away and all that stuff because mm-hmm. because of, because of Kanye he was there. When his father passed, yeah, because he, he was able to, see, to, he got to see him right before he passed away. Yeah, because he was able to come home and, and talk to him. And, and otherwise, he him. wouldn't have saw his father before yeah. he died. Yeah, so. that shit crazy. Yeah. That shit is crazy. So, yeah, that's pretty dope, man. I, I like the uh, documentary. I, you know, I love documentaries and shit, and especially with somebody like that, uh, Kanye, at that point, because you nobody else really has a bunch of footage like that at, for at somebody all. at that level. To be to have that much footage on somebody that that made it to to that height, you know what I'm saying? For Kanye to be one of the, you know, one of the the top artists out here, you know, Kanye is one of the biggest artists in music and shit. So regardless of what 
how crazy he is and all of the bullshit that he goes through or whatever, all the bullshit that he does. Like Kanye's one of the Kanye puts him out like everybody stops. You know what I'm saying? When right. he decided he wanted to do something at the Mercedes Benz Superdome, like that shit was packed. Everybody went. And they like let him live there. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck was that? They let him about? stay there for like, you know, a week or two until he decided to put some other, something out. So Yeah, that shit is crazy. You know what I'm saying? That shit is crazy as hell to have all of that footage on somebody like that and have footage for them for over, you know, twenty years, you know what I'm saying? From two thousand two. 2001, 2002 is when he like really first started filming him to like 2020. So like 18 years of footage. You That's know, crazy. that shit is crazy as hell. So the shout out to him for doing that, for taking that 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 chance and making that sacrifice to record all of that stuff about Kanye and everything that he's done, and to get a, a side of him that you know people didn't hadn't seen before. You know, to see yeah. how he interacted with his moms and all of that. So. I gotta give a shout out to like just Kanye in general. Like I'm not a fan of his recent music. Well, actually, like the last ten years of music, yeah. probably. But like he's got some serious like like issues, mm-hmm. like mental health issues that uh, like you could clearly see. Like yeah. when he just goes off rambling and like he had to put the camera down yeah. a couple of times. There were a couple a couple times where he was like, "I can't even record this because you're doing too much." Yeah, it just it was way off. Like I just hope he gets people in his corner that aren't just like lawyers and shit like that trying to make money and um you know somebody takes care of them and shit because that was that was crazy <laughs> all right <laughs> but yeah um that was, it was just sad it was real sad like i like i like i like i got emotional with that shit because like it's somebody like a you know, that wasn't like somebody from the 90s that I like I grew up with, but I did, you know, in my later life, you know, like I loved his music. And like, I think he has three classic albums. Third one is debatable, but the I think he has three classic albums. And yeah, um, at least three. I, 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 think the, the, uh, I would say like late registration. The college dropout is definitely a classic. Definitely. That's definitely a classic. Uh, late registration. Is a classic to me. I like the first three, the first three albums. Graduation is dope, yeah. but, but then that dark uh, dark fantasy is a classic to me because a lot of people will call that the best album of the twenty ten. So yeah, I just I, I I don't know. That's when he started singing and shit. And I wasn't, but it was a good it was a good album. Mm-hmm. Like I can't. Well, say no, it. dark fantasy was uh you know with runaway and all that. Yeah, but uh, uh, that was the beginning of him starting to like yeah. get into the auto tune and start mm-hmm. singing. Well, he got into auto tune on Eight uh, Ways and Heartbreak. Oh, he went hard yeah. on auto tune. <laughs> yeah, yeah that was that was the album that he really he really went yeah in. really went into it. And um, I would say Dark Fantasy because uh, Dark Fantasy is a classic because uh, the rollout for the album album was dope. Uh, rollout for the album with the Good Friday shit because yeah. like. When the Good Friday shit was going on, like yeah, that's true. he was shutting the whole internet down because yep. everybody was looking for them out them songs every Friday. Like when he was dropping them shits every yeah, Friday, fucking chain heavy. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> looking no, for trouble. No one, no one talks about that song, but <laughs> chain heavy was that was stupid. I love looking for trouble. Yep, uh, that shit was dope. Um, the Child Rubber Soldiers joint. Yeah, that shit was dope. So he was putting out a bunch of a bunch of cool ass shit. Even 808s was for what it was was probably a classic album. It's just something I wasn't into. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But for what it was, it was probably considered a classic album. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I know the younger generation thinks Twisted Dark Fantasy was like his 
you know, best best shit ever. Mm. But no, College Dropout was his best album. Oh, still, yeah. still, by far, by far, because uh, you know the, the pressure that he was under, and that that album put on a lot a lot of other people. You know, that album put uh, brought Khan back. You know, what I'm saying the album brought Common back. The album put Twister on. That album um, made Jamie Foxx legit because nobody was fucking with Jamie Foxx as a fucking um, singer until right. that, until yep. until Slow Jams came out. And that's when people started, like, seeing Jamie Foxx. Oh, people started saying, oh, shit, Jamie Foxx can, like, really, really sing and shit. He was just doing that shit doing the stand-ups. But, John like, Legend. Yeah, John, John Legend. Legend. Yep. I, I, I'm glad they put that in the movie, too. Like, um, Cootie caught a lot of John Legend, too, because that yeah. was, he was, like, almost like a, side character for so long mm-hmm. and then like all of a sudden he just yeah and then he became a superstar and shit yep. so start on his own so yeah that's pretty dope I like the I like that shit I watched the whole thing um yeah I watched all three episodes like as soon as they came on as soon as they came out and I liked it a lot just, just to see I love to see the behind the scenes and shit especially like there need to be there needs to be more of that for like classic albums and shit yep for like classic albums and classic Dope artists and shit. You, I, I would hope that somebody's doing some of the same stuff for Drake, and recording like some of the behind the scenes of like what he's doing and what he goes through and how he puts albums together and puts songs together. That yeah. that shit is dope, man. Because people want to see that shit. It's like Tribe Called Quest, like what you know that that documentary. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of old footage and yeah, just, we just want to see it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just inspirational, man, to see. You know how Kanye just kept going. He kept going, regardless of what Rockefeller was talking about, regardless of the fact that people was kind of fronting on him and not really giving him his respect as a rapper and shit. And he just kept pushing. He was like, fuck it. You know, this is what I want to do. I know I can make money making beats, but I really want to do this shit. Like, I really think I can make it as a rapper, and I think I got something that people want to hear. And he just kept kept pushing it. It's crazy. You could see, like, the... Like when something happened, that like like when he went to the um, Rockefeller, the, the and he was playing the songs, mm-hmm. like you could see it in his face that like just that disappointment yeah. and like like he lost, like yeah. he, he didn't do what he thought he was gonna do, but he just kept kept going, like uh-huh. he, like nobody could tell him no. And then when he finally was able to get on the Jay Z song and shit, and Jay was like, yep. okay, that that verse is dope, he could get on the song, and yep. you know they, they finally just started to catch, you know, what I'm saying motherfuckers finally started to believe in him. And then, you know, the Three or Wire video came out, and motherfuckers was, like, really fucking with like, it. Whoa. And, yeah. And then, you know, that video jumped off, and everything just started to happen and shit. And so you kind of see, like, when everything really finally started to come together, and Rockefeller just couldn't ignore him no more. You know what I'm saying? Yep. They couldn't ignore him no more, because, you know, dude is, like, they realize, okay, this shit is really, whatever he got going is really going to be the next shit. You know what I'm saying? Whatever else we got going ain't going to be as big as what he got going. So right. once they finally figured it out, you know what I'm saying? And they was like, like, okay, now we got to get his album out because it's going to be a big deal. So that was dope. You know what I'm saying? To see him put all that shit together and then to see him put these songs together and, and, do, a, and, and do as well as he did. So, yeah, that was pretty dope. I wish they had some footage on him and uh, Jay-Z making that album, though. That yeah. Would, that been dope. Yeah, they had some blueprint, blueprint shit, but... Yep. I know his dude was saying that he didn't really start filming him, or he had. He said Kanye had moved out to New York, like right when he first started filming him and shit. So he really didn't catch the blueprint shit. But you know, he didn't catch like until later. You know what I'm saying? He didn't catch any of the the other footage until later. So that was. 
it would have been really, really, really dope if he had caught the blueprint shit too, and he had caught them making like H to Izzo and stuff. <sighs> but he said that like in the beginning, he was he said that um, H to the Izzo was like one of the first beats that Kanye had played for him, and that's when he knew like dude was gonna be somebody like when that song ended up being big, and he was saying, I heard that beat. I heard him play. They played me that beat before. So, yeah, so that was cool. I like I like that shit a lot, man. Yeah, so, it, was, mm-hmm. it, was, it was it was good. Yeah, like, so. I, I, even if Kanye had some input at the end, which I don't know what he had. Yeah, I don't know if he like, had much input because everything was signed and sealed. So he, he looked really, he looked crazy either way. Yeah, so like, you can't really put too much input on what's going on anyway because everything's signed and sealed and done. So I'm sure he didn't really have a whole lot of input as far as like um. What got edited out and shit like that. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, we we already saw what happened. So yeah, it's pretty dope with how it turned out. I'm happy it turned out the way it did. And um, yeah, I thought it was pretty pretty good. So yeah, it was it was good. So uh, what else you been up to? What, what else you been watching and shit? I, uh, I just got into watching uh, Euphoria. Is it good? It's like cool. I, yeah, it's like it's, it's like kids. <laughs> I mean, it's, I guess it's depressing if you haven't seen shit like that before. But I mean, we, we, we you are like yeah, film people. <laughs> yeah, we've seen kids. So somebody else was trying to tell me how dark it was. I'm like, dude, I've seen kids. I've seen fucking um, Train Spotting. I've seen uh, <laughs> Requiem for a Dream. I've seen fucking oh Fear God. and Loathing in Las Vegas. Like, it ain't too much more dark shit. <laughs> Just name out the three dreariest <laughs> movies of all time. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I, and I love all of those movies. So, like, it ain't yeah. too much dark. If you've seen kids and shit, ain't this the same? It's kind of yeah. like, uh, um, it's kind of like a fucking drama of kids, basically. You know, yeah. just kids wilding out, fucking doing drugs and shit, and doing crazy ass shit. But you know, if you have, if you've never seen movies like that, if you've never seen stuff like it's that, it's like, gonna be, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna throw you off. But yeah, it's a lot of uh, nudity in it. Yeah, it's a lot of nudity in it. I mean, it's basically about a chick that's a. Uh, she was a drug, she's a drug addict mm-hmm. and just talking about like navigating high school. You know, she's like a, I think she's like a junior or something, or like a junior or something like in high school. Is that what's her name is playing? Uh, um, Zendaya. Zendaya. Yeah, yeah, she's like a, a junior in high school and she had like an overdose over the uh, one year. She had over overdose over the summer and it's just talking about her going back to school and like all of the different challenges she faces going back to school and stuff like that. And all her friends who do drugs and do crazy shit and so it's crazy, but yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty good so far. I've been watching a little bit of it, so I started watching the first few episodes, and I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I think it's pretty good so far. So I've been watching that. Um, so I just finished the Peacemaker. I heard about that. Uh, John Cena. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, it's, it's hilarious. Okay, what That's is that good. on? That's on HBO. Okay, HBO Max. Um, what else? That's about. Trying to think. Um, yeah, I haven't really. I watched once. In a, I watched Snowpiercer. You ever heard of that? Nope. It's a, it was a movie, and they made it into a show. Um, it's about this trains, like the Earth goes into like this, like like we fuck up the Earth, like we're doing now. <laughs> and it, like, like basically, the whole Earth freezes freezes over. But this guy invented this train that uses perpetual motion, so it never stops. Okay. So it just keeps circling the Earth. Constantly and never stops, but people, survivors of Earth, live on these trains. And there's different cars, and each car 
is a different like economy class. So it gets all the <laughs> way down to homeless basically at mm-hmm. the end. At the top is like the richest people. Mm-hmm. So it's about like a revolt of the homeless at the bottom all the way to the top. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's 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 so it's the train a, never stops. It never stops. It can't stop because it's like perpet- it he invents a perpetual motion engine mm-hmm. where like it just never it can never stop. Okay. If it stops, it'll freeze, everybody dies. No shit. So it has to keep going, keep moving okay. all like yeah. It's really interesting. But um yeah, it's all about like these people revolt because like all these like homeless people jump in on the, the last train and they're not really considered human beings, you know, because they weren't supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. So uh, they get treated like garbage. They, like, throw up scraps of food or whatever. And then there's, like, just a big revolt, and they kind of try to take over all the trains. They take over the train. Yeah, then, like, some other shit happens, obviously. But um, <laughs> that's... A, <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that one. That's a pretty good one. Um, What's it called again? Um, Snowpiercer. Okay. It was originally... It was a movie. It was, like, a... I don't know if it was made in Asia. I think it was made in Asia originally. But the dude from who played Captain America, Chris something, he played the original character okay. in, the, in the movie. Hmm. Um, and the movie was decent. I saw the movie too. But the, the show is, I think, much better. Okay. Um, but yeah. And then I saw, like I said, I saw Batman last night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you did, and, uh, did talk about that earlier. The Batman, mm-hmm. sorry. <laughs> Batman fucking 85 and shit. <laughs> It was dope though, man. It was it was dark as fuck. Mm-hmm. I thought the one with Ben Affleck was dark, like Batman Superman. Mm-hmm. But this shit was dark as fuck. Really? It's, it's darker than that. It's man, it's yeah, dude has some issues. Okay. Like, it was definitely darker. I'm gonna have to catch him on a bootleg. I ain't finna sit through no fucking man, three hours of the movie. I'm telling theater. you, it's worth it. It's I can't do it, man. I, man I, I'm a, I'm a bad, Marvel guy. The, the bad guy is a Riddler and without the Riddler costume, it's fucking wild. Okay. It's yeah. Yeah, I'm a casual. It's like it's like it reminds me of old like detective comics, like the Batman detective comics. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever read those, Mm -hmm. but like year two shit, like year one, year two, like that's what it's kind of like. Okay, Uh, like where it's like ultra violent, but like he's also like this heavy detective, which they never really focus on in the in the movies. movies. I feel like, but like he's also like this brilliant detective, but he can you know also beat people's asses. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I. I don't know, man. I'm and a the Batmobile. Oh, Batmobile is sick <laughs> in this one. It's not like the other ones where like it's shaped like a bat and the wings and all that bullshit. I like, like the one in the dark. It's a muscle like, car. Yeah, I like when he drove the Aventador. That was that was my shit. Yeah, that was a yeah. uh, Dark Knight when yeah. he was driving the Aventador and shit. So that that was that was my favorite one. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck this one is, but it's like a, a old ass muscle car with like a big like jet. On the back of it, like okay. it's wild. Okay, but I don't know, man. Yeah, Batman is they done rebooted this shit like six times. Yeah, and um, I don't know, man. It's yeah, it's been like six different Batmans and shit at this point. And can DC do something else besides Batman or Superman? I, I feel like, like they invent. I feel like they put they got away from the like corniness of Batman. Like, there's no like jokes. There's no like. You know, when he's on a computer, like, you know, mm-hmm. buttons and shit like that, mm-hmm. making noise. Like, they got away from all that, and they okay. just just made a dark, just a really dark, dark. Movie. I want DC to fucking, like, get the shit right at some point. Yeah. I would love for them to get it right at some point, because they have some good fucking comics. And they have some good franchises that they can put together and make some dope shit. Yep. But I just don't have any faith in them at this point, man. Because they like keep having to start over. Like, they have to start over every two or three years. Meanwhile, fucking 
Marvel is on like phase five and shit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They put together a whole fucking universe of dope shit and DC is like still starting over at square one every every couple years. Well, DC has had so many problems though, like because I think they had it with Ben Affleck. For me, like Ben Affleck was it. Like mm-hmm. I, I was I was good with Ben Affleck because mm-hmm. like he was that like I thought he was pretty dope as Batman. I, yeah, I thought mm-hmm. so too. He was that like he was that year two Batman, like huge or no, not year two, but like uh, the Dark Knight. He was mm-hmm. you know like the person who could kill Superman. He mm-hmm. was that dude, like huge and like super smart. And like just dark, like they did it, but then he didn't want to do the movies anymore. Okay. And then that oh, shit okay. happened with like... Cyborg, where like all this racism shit, and like they just got they ruined it. Mm-hmm. They fucked it all up. Mm-hmm. So I think this reboot is I'm I'm cool with it. It's, yeah, because when I saw that, that Snyder cut, it was, what was that J- Justice League? Yeah, yeah, I, I thought that was pretty good. The Snyder cut was dope. Yeah, that was like one of the, yeah, I was like, that's my favorite Snyder, DC shit. Make a Batman. Like, yeah, I'm 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 good with it because that uh-huh. Superman Batman to me, I love that movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, keep going, but, like, yeah, dude was like, I'm out. Okay. this is some bullshit. Okay. But, yeah, yeah I'm, I still, I, maybe, I, I have to catch on the bootleg, man, because I can't fuck with, I ain't going <laughs> to the theater and sitting for three hours. I can sit for three hours at home. I'm not going to the theater for all that bullshit, man. I, I didn't even know it was a Batman movie until motherfuckers started talking about it on Friday, Saturday. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, wait, it's another Batman movie? I, I, I had no idea and shit. I, I don't think oh, anybody yeah. knew because yeah. the theater was not that crowded. Okay, like it, it that's was, crazy. Yeah, well, you compare that to when when Marvel movies come out, that shit be packed, man. Like you can't yeah. even like get an empty seat. Yeah, that shit be packed, man. It was, when I went to see Spider Man, it was hard as fuck to get the ticket, man. And that was, I mean, that's the pinnacle of Marvel right mm-hmm. there. The Spider Man movie was they can't outdo that. Mm-hmm. That was dope. Yeah, that shit was dope as fuck. I love the Spider Man flick so. Like even I'm um, I'm looking forward to Doctor to Strange, but like nothing's gonna outdo that Spider Man movie. Doctor Strange is gonna be good though. I'm looking forward to Doctor Strange, man. I think that movie's gonna be really good. I like that shit. Yeah, but I have a feeling because they show previews of the next coming. Like it was like a preview of like four movies in one. So there's like uh, the Flash is coming out, Aquaman. Um, uh, there was like two other ones that are coming out, mm-hmm. but they all look super dark, and I think that's what. That's how DC is gonna do it from now on. That's what their the thing was anyway. I mean, was like making like darker versions of Marvel yeah. type shit. You know, what I'm saying making darker versions of superhero movies. So that was a specialty. You know, what I'm saying in the comics, but it just never really played out in the movies and right. shit. But I think if they if they follow the suit with this, you know, their last couple of movies, um, I don't know. They okay. just, they have so many problems though, just for that, mm-hmm. especially from that Justice League shit. So. Yeah, yeah. Because they could have had a whole, like, that dude who played Cyborg was dope. Like, yeah. they could have had a whole Cyborg movie, but he's he's out now. Like, mm-hmm. He's out of everything. Mm-hmm. But the dude who plays Flash, like, he might bring it back. Like, because that was, that, okay. looks, that looks like it's going to be dope. Okay. So, uh, I, still, I had to catch him on the bootleg. I ain't going to the theater. <laughs> I ain't going to the I ain't wasting no theater money. Because movies is like $50 man, a movie I'm and shit. Yeah, <laughs> we... We but inflation and shit, movies is like fifty dollars and shit. I can't, I can't spend that money on on nothing that's not dope. So we filled up our pockets. We went to the dollar store before. That's, that's how I teach my children. You go to the dollar store, buy everything you need, fill up. And teaching in. them thuggery early and shit. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, don't if you don't have to pay for shit, don't pay for it. That's what I teach my kids. So yeah, we we yeah we ate good. Man, I told you one time we had like twelve tacos in there. Like when Taco Bell just just filled all our pockets. It <laughs> <Ate> good. Entry <laughs> that was all in the pockets and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
but I but I'll say it. It was worth it was worth the three hours. Mm-hmm. Like I, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Okay. But um And Zoe Kravitz was in it too. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah, cool. That's that's what's up. But I had to uh I had to catch it. I had to, just to get familiar with what's going on and shit. I, I yeah, I just don't be wanting to spend that kind of time on, on DC <laughs> shit when you know that shit be so up and down. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, um, I'll, I'll try to catch it on, on the bootleg or something. I got plenty of bootleg sites where I can watch <laughs> shit. So I'll I do that. And uh, and, and w- when we talk next time, I'll hopefully have seen it by then. So or it, maybe should be I'll on HBO. it should be on HBO in the next month or two, too. Okay. So. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, that's true, too. So I'm, I'm sure I'll get a, be able to see a good copy of it within the, <laughs> within the next week or so. So. So what else? Uh, you've been watching. Have you read uh, Dilla Time yet? Are you still still working on it? About halfway through. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I finished it. Very well written. Very well yep. written. Yep, I, f- I finished it. My homie's in it. Uh, my homie DJ Tony Tone is in it because uh, he was the one who introduced Guilty Simpson to Dilla, so that's pretty dope. Um, uh, he so introduced Dilla to. Oh wow! Yeah, he introduced uh, Guilty Simpson to Dilla, so that was that was pretty dope. Um, uh, my my boy Tone don't be getting the the credit that he deserves, even within the Detroit scene, and we need to change that because uh, he was there for a lot of shit. He was around for a lot of the uh, a lot of things that happened. He was a DJ at the Rhythm Kitchen, which was like a big, um, uh, like a, a meeting point for for Detroit hip hop and shit. A lot of people perform there. A lot of people would be there and stuff like that. He was one of the DJs there, and um, people would be kind of like leaving him out of shit. He hasn't even done uh, done this forever yet, which is crazy because he knows we know the people who put that shit together. <laughs> we know the folks who put that who put donuts are forget uh, the donuts are forever together because they are okay players, and um, we know all of those folks. So it's crazy that they haven't like reached out to him yet to do that. But um, yeah, he was one of the the, the folks who introduced uh guilty. He was the person who introduced Guilty Simpson to um Dilla, and um, it was it was interesting because they talked about donuts are forever in the book too. And the people who put that together, and I've talked to some of those folks before too. I talked to them online, all like all the time. So, um, so it was cool, like to, to to talk about some of those things and to see some of those things in print, and just to talk about his career and his life and um, everything that he 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 meant to hip hop and everything he meant to music. Period. Mm-hmm. Because you know Dan Charnas is making the argument that like Dilla changed music. You yeah, know what I'm saying, and not just. Hip hop, but like music, period. But music, period. The way that he was able to, to introduce his own time signature to music, and how that affected everybody. Because you know he talks about how it affected like jazz people, how it affected like um, R and B and pop and all of that. You know, what I'm saying everybody started using that because yep. you know, what I'm saying they had never heard anything like it before. You know. Dilla was so influential, and you know, people we seem like nerds, and like, you know, we seem like like just Dilla heads and shit. Talk about this shit all the time, and talk about like what he meant to music and what he meant to hip hop and shit. But like, he really changed everything. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people who, a lot of people that y'all look up to, a lot of people who, who y'all think are great, they look at dude and be like, this dude, this motherfucker was an alien. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Pete Rock and Premier and Madlib, Dre and, and all of those, those yeah. all those people looked at Dilla like. Yo, you want some other other <laughs> shit? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Those people looked at him and say like, "Yo, you, what you doing? Maybe what he did, you know, maybe the music that he did. Like he didn't really have any hits. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He didn't have like the the major hits or no shit like that. 
but like the songs that he um, produced and the joints that he put out, like when people heard them, people who like knew what the fuck he was doing, when people heard them, like, yo, this is some other shit. Like, this is some different shit. Yeah, I think the best, the best, one of the, my favorite stories so far is at the very, like the first page of the book where Quest Love is at that show. Yeah. The, and he has the far side. Mm-hmm. He goes, he lead, he like he's about to get in the cab, and he goes back into the show just to see what the fuck the song is. Yeah, and it sounds so crazy to him. Yeah, because it sounds so crazy to him. Mm-hmm. Like that's that like that's how deep his music was. Mm-hmm. That a yeah. musician is like, what what the hell is that? Because it was <laughs> so different. Because what Dilla was doing was so different to what everything else is, what everything was else was that was out that he made folks like rethink what the fuck they were doing. Like, he made everybody rethink what they were doing. Like, you know, what the fuck is, uh, what, how is he doing that? You know what I'm saying? Like, is that possible? Like, we could do that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we could make our drums sound like that. We could make our samples sound like that. Like, you he know? can do stuff in 3-4, and it's like, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he made people just rethink their, their way of production and their way of putting songs together. And you know what I'm saying, and when Slum Village, I first like became hip to them. Uh, I think when I'm um, realizing that he had done running, and had done uh, stakes is high. That's, yeah, that was before the internet. Yeah, you had to figure it out when the internet first started, and you had to like figure out like, wait, what? That's yeah. the same guy. Yeah, because it was always JD and then Dilla, and mm-hmm. then like it was confusing for a second because he changed his name like when all this shit was like happening. Mm-hmm. So it was like hard to figure out, but then after you got it, you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. And he didn't have a tag or anything like, you know, like Premiere right. or like, you know, he didn't, he didn't have anything that would identify him as being on the track. You know, people say like, you know, people put their little tags on the song where you know who it is. Or, right. you know, or they got a certain cut they do mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Like he had nothing. Yeah. He didn't have anything like that. So everybody was just kind of figuring this shit out as they go along and they're like, oh shit, like this is the same dude that's on all these songs that's doing the Tribe album and shit. Like, because uh, Tribe had already made three classics and shit. So right. why would they ever have a reason to bring somebody else in? <laughs> right. You know, why would they ever have a reason to bring somebody else in? And um, people think that, um, you know, Dilla had was responsible for, I mean, Tribe was already on uh, the decline at that point, where you know, motherfuckers, if you seen the tribe documentary, you know that they wasn't yeah. really getting along. Right at that point, anyway, so it really didn't have anything to do with Dilla. But um, it's crazy that Beats, Rhymes, and Life is one of the albums I listen to the most from there. Yep, that's crazy as, as it sounds. And I, I say that I've said that before online that like Beats, Rhymes, and Life is one of the tribe albums I listen to actually the most out of all of them. You know, I fuck with that album the most. I it's just the album I just listen to it a lot. You know, what I'm saying that shit is just. The beats just 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 slapped to me, you know what I'm saying? Everything is just dope to me on, on that album. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I just always have fuck with that. I fuck with them and um everything that he brought to the game. And this is this is just kind of putting a stamp on the book is just kind of putting a stamp on everything that he brought to the game. If you if you fuck with Dilla, if you fuck with hip hop, if you just a hip hop fan or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely um something that you should read. And just kind of get an understanding of um, what made him who he is, and what he brought to the game, and 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 the things that he brought that uh, changed the game. You know what I'm saying? From everybody, everybody that that produces got something from him. Right. You know I'm saying everybody that does production, whether it's Pharrell, or whether it's Premier, or whether it's Dre, or P 
Pete Rock or, you know what I'm saying, like D'Angelo or, um, you know, how she was said before, um, yeah, how she was said before that Neo Soul is just motherfuckers imitating Dilla. <laughs> yeah. That's what, and, and when you read the book, like, you understand that. Like, yep. you understand that these motherfuckers got what, what, what became Neo Soul is just Dilla. It's just motherfuckers Im- imitating what they thought, doing their best impersonation of what Dilla was doing. Like, whether it was Jazzy Jeff, or whether it was D'Angelo, or whether it was Questlove, yep. or whatever. Like, these all were people who just listened to Dylan and was like, I'm going to just try to do my best impersonation of that. Yeah, you can hear it. It's <laughs> obvious. Yeah. And, and they talk about, like, different situations where, like, Jazzy Jeff brought, like, Jazzy, Jazzy Jeff brought Dilla to the studio to, like, like kind of learn what he was doing. You know, send to produce some shit for them and like kind of learn what he was doing. And once he figured it out, he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna try to apply that to like Jill Sky yep. and the music and to like all of the other shit that we doing." And the same thing with Questlove and them. They like use Voodoo. Like Voodoo to me is the best album that Dilla didn't do. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But his his handprints are all over the album, even though he doesn't have like a production credit on that album. You know what I'm saying? Which is crazy. He was there. He like, was he there was for everything. Like, yeah. He. Clearly had input. Yeah, <laughs> but his his hands are all over the album, even though even even though he doesn't have a production credit on that album, and I think that was one of the reasons like he got pissed off at them because um, you know he they he would listen to that shit and be like, yo, how the fuck ain't I on this when y'all are using my right. concepts right. on this album? You know what I'm saying? Y'all are using my concepts, y'all are using my style, y'all are using everything that I do, and I had input on this shit, but I don't have any production credit on it, so. Yeah, so it was good to look, read the book, and um, I read it within like a week or two. It took me like maybe two weeks to read it, cause I read a, I read it heavy. I read it a lot, uh, cause I was traveling and shit. So in the airports, you know, I was like yeah. sitting in between on layovers and shit. I would just be, be reading, so it only took me about two weeks to read it. So yeah, you definitely get some um, good insights onto into music. Uh, dude does it a great. Dan Shiners does a good job of. Um, Bringing in the, like the music part, and to to talk about like how the music uh music changed based off of what he did, and um it's like a part music lesson, part Detroit lesson, part <laughs> everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of different things going on in, in a book at one time, and it's a great read. So if you don't have it, uh, I know it's back. I think it's back ordered now because uh, Dana just got his the other day. Yeah, yeah. Dana if, you just, pre-order, if you pre-ordered, you got it. Yeah, you got it right away. Right, got it right away. And I was trying to tell people like to pre-order it because when I ordered it, you know, what I'm saying I pre-ordered it and shared. I was trying to tell people like you need to pre-order this book because it's gonna, you know, do what it needs to do. And when it came out, like it shit sold out like right away. Yeah, some people, uh, some people who ordered it late are just now getting it. So and just now reading it. So yeah, if you um are a hip hop head, you're a music head, and you get tired of us talking about how great Dilla was <laughs> and shit. You know what I'm saying? Read the book. Yeah, get the book. And it, you know, it talks about um it's not all great things about Dilla, you know what I'm saying? It kinda gets into the, the, the entirety of who he was and there were some things that he did that wasn't great. Yeah, that wasn't <laughs> great, you know what I'm saying? That w- there were not good good things and he wasn't always a great, great person and shit. So, you know what I'm That's saying? Everybody yeah, but it gets into the, to the whole thing. So, it's a good book to read and get a, the entirety of who he was and what made him who he is and all of the great things that he did. So, yeah, it's a, a dope book. 
and once you read the rest of it, you'll kind of understand that. So, yeah. You got anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? Uh, I'm sure I do, but I can't remember <laughs> at the moment. Like, you, yeah, know but, <laughs> you know how we get when uh, the liquor starts hitting and shit. <laughs> We've been, been drinking and shit and chilling. So you know how that shit goes. And um, yeah, we've been. it's been good to get back and talk and shit and, and put y'all on to some new shit and talk about some different things. And you know how we do, you know. How we do, we try to be more um consistent with this shit. We haven't been as this year has gone. We it's our first episode of the year, so we'll try to get more consistent at least do once a month. We gotta at least do one one episode a month and shit for the rest of the year. That's our that's our uh late new year's resolution <laughs> is to do at least one episode a month and shit <laughs> for the year because we've been bullshitting and we've been traveling yeah. and doing family shit. Child so. care, <laughs> no, we've been doing family shit. So I mean, my, my schedule is a little bit more consistent, so I can um. Do some different things, so we'll try to get at least one episode a month in, and try to put y'all on to some shit and talk to talk to y'all about some shit. So, yeah, yeah. we appreciate. Oh. Have you ever been to the Prince's uh, uh, shit in uh, Minnesota? I've Any never been to Minnesota. Period. Oh, I'm yeah. going there next year. To go. <laughs> next next month, I'm going there next month to okay. go see it. That'll be pretty. Actually, dope. you know what? It's in like two weeks. We're going okay. in like two weeks to go check I, it out. Yeah, I've never been to many Minnesota. Period. Which really? is crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've never been to Minnesota. I've never never had a reason to go. Besides, oh, I, uh, you know what? Show. I didn't either. But me and Biz always had to go to those um, that big outdoor concert. Soundset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we went there every year for like mm-hmm. a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I never got to see. Um, I wish I would have went when he was alive, but mm-hmm. I never got to see um, Paisley Park. Paisley Park. Mm-hmm. So I bought some tickets to Paisley Park and go out there in a couple okay. of weeks to check it out. Yeah, uh, I've never gone to Soundset. I don't, I don't care about festivals and shit like that. Dude. Really. I hate festivals. <laughs> but I'll just say, like, if you get backstage passes and you get, like, full, like, you can do whatever the fuck you want at a festival, mm-hmm. it is the best. Like, I I met Alchemist backstage. I brought, I finally figured out that we had full access to everything after, like, three. <laughs> I, dude, it's so stupid. After, like, three years, I figured out we could do whatever the fuck we wanted. Uh-huh. You can walk around and go to any stages. and We can just go backstage and talk to people. Mm-hmm. Do whatever the fuck we want. We didn't. They loved us, number one. But like two, they gave us full access, and we didn't realize it till like the last time we went. <laughs> so like I brought like records. Like I met Alchemist backstage, and I went, we talked for like fifteen minutes. And I was like, I showed him this record, and it was like these ALC beats when he used to have the BMW symbol on mm-hmm. the record. And he's like, dude, I haven't seen this record since like probably like fifteen years, mm-hmm. 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. He's like. Can I buy it from you? And I was like, No, you can't. I was like, Can you sign it though? Like, he's like, I don't even have this. And I was uh-huh. like, Yeah, could you sign it? <laughs> but we had a conversation and it was cool. And like, I met. I'm not gonna sell you the record that you don't have and shit. <laughs> yeah, right. Unless you're gonna give me like five thousand dollars for it. I think he wanted me to like just give it to him. No, like, and like, I was like, no, I'm not giving bro, it to you. Yeah. No. Like, if you don't have it, then it's worth more to me. Shit. I bought this when it came out and no one knew about it, so I'm just gonna hold on to this mm-hmm. shit. Um. But yeah, we met. Man, we met so many people, and I really wish we would have did that from the get-go because there was a lot of people who, like, really, like, um, blew up, like, from mm-hmm. being performing at that festival. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm trying to remember that really famous white dude who, uh, it was two white guys on that label who, like, super blew up that were used to perform at Soundset. And I'll remember next time we're on the show. On, uh, like, I know Atmosphere was on that. Bigger, bigger than atmosphere. Bigger than atmosphere. Yeah. Huh. 
They had the sh- they had the song about um, shopping at the resale shop. Oh, uh, Macklemore. Macklemore. Yeah, yeah. Macklemore had a stage, tiny ass stage. They performed on the first time we saw them. Hmm. Just shitty. We didn't even interview them because we didn't give a fuck about uh-huh, them because uh-huh. they were so they were no, they were nobodies. And then a couple years later, Biz was fucking going out there to do some uh, shit Dude, for them. That was fucking wild. <laughs> like they just like, pew, like I, I swear when we saw them, they. No one gave a fuck about them at mm-hmm. all, like at all. Like we walked past their like booth, and like they're like they were asking us to come over to give them an interview, and we're like, nah, we're yeah, good. We're good. Like, okay, guys. <laughs> yeah, we know who y'all are. Like within a year, they were just like and thrift shops everywhere, just insane. Yeah, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, but that taught me a valuable lesson. Mm-hmm. Also, like if you get a chance to talk to somebody, like musically. Mm-hmm. Just fucking talk to them. Mm-hmm. Th- it doesn't even matter who when they are. First you never out. know. Because mm-hmm. we could have footage of Macklemore before Macklemore blew up. Mm-hmm. And Ryan, you know, Ryan, what was it, Ryan Lewis? Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Lewis. Ryan Lewis. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we didn't do it. So that's crazy. But yeah, that's crazy as hell. I mean, that's just like um, when Q Tip was talking about uh, bringing uh, Meg around. Yeah. Yeah, he was exactly. talking about bringing Meg to labels and motherfuckers were sleeping on her and shit, you know? Yep. But people were like, because it's. Uh, for uh, you know, for like people who's been who've been in the music industry for a long time, who've been around music for a long, time, you know that there's so many people who don't make it, right? You know what I'm saying? There's so many people who so say that, that they're gonna be the next thing and they don't make it, and you like, man, whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you dismiss, you, you dismiss folks, and of course, the one person you dismiss ends up being <laughs> they just blow. Like I dismiss them hard too, because you know how I am, mm-hmm. but you know how biz is. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm pretty sure at the time he was like, should we interview them? I was like, Bitch, nah. No. <laughs> Fuck it, move on. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, now I learned a valuable lesson. Because mm-hmm. even with the Kanye shit, was, you know, we were just talking about the Kanye documentary and shit, and there were so many people who just dismissed him and put him to the side. Like, yeah, whatever. You ain't going to, just make the beats. <laughs> just keep making the beats, dude. That's like, that's what you do. Like, we're not respecting you as a rapper <laughs> because you had never really seen a producer rapper be that big before, you know, right. like Quick was cool, like you know, Quick was cool. He was never that big. Um, Pete Rock, you know, he's kind of a producer rapper, but you know, what I'm saying he didn't rap that often. But you know, you never really saw that like in hip hop to that point. Never really saw a producer rapper be like that right. big. You know, what I'm saying Dre was big, but Dre didn't write his raps. You know, what I'm saying like Dre wasn't writing his shit. But you never seen like somebody who. Was producing and making their own beats. Be he was mad big. about that yeah. too. When some who said that was a Dame who said it. Somebody mm. said like you're the best producer yeah. rapper out there. Yeah, he was, like, he was mad about. Yeah, it. he was like, no, nah, yeah. I want to be a rapper. You know, what I'm saying I want to be considered with the rappers. I want to be considered with like Beans and Freeway and you know the rest of the people that's out here. Like saying I'm the best producer rapper is like he was like saying I'm the best female MC or some shit like that. You know <laughs> what I'm right. saying? So he was saying that. So. But yeah, you see, if you've been around the music so long, you've been around the industry a long time, and you've chopped it up with plenty of rappers and shit, you know that there's a thousand, everybody can name about a hundred rappers or whatever that were dope that never made it. Yeah. There never was anybody. So, you know what I'm saying? But it's always the, the, the one, one, it's always one of the people that you dismiss that end up being the next Huge. big thing and shit. So. There's always that one person that where you look at, you look later, like, damn, I, I could have always oh, chop it up a dude. <laughs> I walk right past him where I saw him perform at this, and he wasn't anything. And then next thing you know, he's fucking the next big thing. You know, what I'm saying I'm sure there's plenty of people who saw uh, Kendrick Lamar when he was coming up, 
and was like, yeah, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Another <laughs> West Coast rapper, he on some other right. shit, and just kind of dismissed it. And then next thing you know, he's huge. Because uh, Jim Jones was just talking about that as far as uh, J. Cole. Yep. Yeah, Jim Jones was like, yeah, I had an opportunity to sign J. Cole. I thought he was dope, but like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That wasn't, that would, it didn't fit into what we was doing. So I didn't fuck with him. And I kind of threw him to the side. And next thing you know, J. Cole becomes fucking J. Cole. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So hopefully, yeah. like, with this Kanye thing, it does kind of like make people think twice about when they, you know, decide not to sign somebody. Because mm-hmm. you just never know. Never know. Yep, that's facts. You know, saying you never know what's what's gonna happen as far as um, who becomes the next big thing and yeah, who ends up becoming um the next superstar. So you always that have to give people that time. Fucking crazy thinking about like Biz was working for Michael Moore. <laughs> yeah. After that, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> totally forgot about that shit. Wow. Totally forgot about that. Like, dude went from dismissing Michael Moore <laughs> to working for him like three that's or four wild. years later. <laughs> Man, we had a chance to, but yeah, I, did not, I did not give a fuck. Uh-huh. I don't know how Biz felt about it, like, uh-huh. so I can't even speak for him, but mm-hmm. I did not give a fuck about them. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't even watch it perform. Like, I, had, <laughs> I did not. Yeah, because yeah, you're at a festival, it's like 100 motherfuckers performing, you know, and I think about that shit, so. Right. Yeah, yeah you're not thinking about that shit like that, but. But yeah, this is a good episode, and I'm happy we were able to uh, get, get another one in for the new year. Like I said, we are going to try to be more consistent and get at least one a month in. And um, try to talk to y'all more often about, like, the shit that's going on and the shit that we listen to and the shit that we watching, you know, the same old shit. But, um, yeah, we hope y'all are doing good out there. Hope y'all keeping up with y'all uh, New Year's resolutions. Y'all probably ain't. I, I know I'll, I'm off the wagon on mine. So I was going <laughs> to the gym for a minute, and then I've been slacking, so I need to get back on that. Same. <laughs> same, same, yep. same. I need to get back on that. So, uh yeah, we hope everybody's doing well and uh, avoiding um, the COVID out here. The numbers are um, going down and everybody's going back outside. So even though outside is like $300 a day, everything outside is expensive as fuck right now, but we're going to uh, make it do what it so do. So expensive. Mm-hmm. For no reason. But we're going to um, try to enjoy this summer. This will probably be the first normal summer within like the past three years. So yeah, we're going to try to uh, get out here and enjoy ourselves and... Thanks, Russia. <laughs> <laughs> if World War Three doesn't happen in the next couple months, so <laughs> Russia's <laughs> fucking it up for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we hope you have a good one and and keep enjoying the episodes and sharing them with your friends and talking to us about them and you know how to get in touch with us when you're ready to do that. So I mean, when you want to talk about like what's going on with the episodes and stuff and what we be talking about, uh, you know how to reach each either one of us and. We hope you have a good one, so. Word. We will check y'all on the next one. Peace.